Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to Sporty number 89. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman. Who is number 89? Oh, shit. Take your pick. You got Santana Moss, Amari Cooper, uh, what's that guy's name? Oh, Seattle. Baldwin. Yeah. Uh, Steve Smith Jr. off the Panthers. So you have the, fucking 89. You have the Russian Rocket, Alexander McGillney, 89. Oh, damn. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. Damn. Buffalo, damn, Vancouver, Devils. I think he might have been on the Leafs at one point, too. But, yeah, it's a pretty big 89 back in the day. Oh, we're getting close. We're getting close to running out of numbers. Unless we know yeah. anyone who had triple digits. Well, we always got NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I want to I, I say something about that. Just that's your wheelhouse. Quickly. No pun intended there, Iceman. Uh, 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 for everybody that watched it, they know that Dale Earnhardt's uh, old car, number 88, got the uh, pole, right? Mm-hmm. I think I told you guys that. Now, yeah, you told Austin, us last week. Right. Now, Austin Dillon won it. That name doesn't mean shit all to you guys, does it? No. I know a guy cried. Okay. Fear for coming in second, and it was a good cry. He, just, he was so happy to be there. Now... With Austin Dillon, you're right. That name doesn't mean fuck all to you. But if I told you that he drove the number three car, does that mean anything to you? It's yeah. Daddy's number. Daddy Earnhardt, right? They don't retire right. numbers in NASCAR? Mm-mm. Why not? I, I, you know what? I couldn't figure that out either. Probably because they would have ran out of numbers by now, or they'd be, yeah, no up, into, they'd be up into the high hundreds. <laughs> approaching thousands. Yeah, the sponsors would have no room on the car because there'd just be numbers all over the fucking car trying to keep up with how many numbers they need. You don't do it when somebody dies. You just do it with somebody who's like a legend. You know, like, like you know, no one should race number three anymore. Get shit <coughs> out of here. Well, yeah, I, but know then, that. I mean, just off the top of my head, you can't race three, 24, 43, 28. I, I mean, I could do this all day. What? Good news. There's lots of numbers. Rusty Wallace with number two. I mean, yeah, you, you can't retire a number in a NASCAR. But I just found that extremely ironic that the year after he retires, Dale Jr.'s car takes the pole, and Dale Sr.'s car wins it. And it was 20 years after he died. Like, wow. Did he die no. at Daytona? No. Yeah. 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 Oh, he did? Yeah. Yeah. So he died early? He didn't die in summertime? He died right in the beginning? Mm -hmm. Because I remember I lived out in a very red part of Michigan, and people were not pleased. Oh, shit, no, dude. Fucking when I worked uh, for the company that handled the GM media fleet, they had Dale Earnhardt uh, edition Monte Carlos. Monte Carlos, yep. The SS Monte Carlo. It was interesting, to say the least. <laughs> hey, I cried. I ain't, going, I ain't even going to try to front. I, I was devastated. I could not believe that. 
an athlete dying but yeah no man i just loved watching him he he like, drove like i would have dri- driven if i was a nascar driver i want to mock you but i know it was a big deal to a lot of people motherfucker he drove like you drove when you were a teenager that's why you had 20 some points on your license uh, 32 but still he uh, exactly there's your number <laughs> Is <laughs> your NASCAR number right there? <laughs> right. No, he he was just absolutely. Guns don't amazing. kill people. Iceman behind the wheel kills people. <laughs> I never had a wreck. You wash your mouth. But uh, no, he just. And, and the thing about it is, he died because he was stubborn. He was the only person in NASCAR that drove with an open helmet. And wear your pussy harness. It wasn't even about the harness, bro. The harness wasn't even... In, the harness was invented because of him. It came after him. When I say oh, an open Earnhardt face... Strap. When I say an open helmet, it had nothing in front of it. it. It was on the sides, it was in the back, and he had a visor that would come down. But it, through his chin, his chin was always exposed in his helmet. If you want to look at a picture real quick, you'll see what I'm talking about. It, it'd be the equivalent of, uh, like... Um, football players having like no bars just that little guard around the front of his mask but he didn't even have that no i know exactly what his helmet looks like days of thunder exactly like days of thunder identical that that was his helmet the same one tom cruise wore and that's what killed him but i mean it was just also bad fucking luck man period i mean he, he he could have been in a hundred crashes and 99 times he'd have walked away. Maybe even a hundred. I mean, it's just, it's like Craig Matavage and, 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 you know, the, the, the old guard of hockey players who started playing when helmets were optional before they were made to where everybody has to wear them. You know, yeah, you had more guys ended their career without problems from wearing helmets than ones who had problems you know what I'm saying? From not, we- from not wearing helmets is what I meant to say. Right. I mean, it was just... It is what it is, man. Right. And speaking of crashes, Danica Patrick, thanks for racing. Well, she's got one more, what, Indy 500? She can still fucking total that car, so... Right. But, well, all right, well, we got a lot of shit, and yeah. we need to get to it. All that right. was just ironic. I had to say it. All right, so this is going to most likely be this. You two are going to have to carry this story because I don't know all the ins and out moving pieces. But uh, all right, so LeBron had something to say about Trump, and Laura Ingram had something to say to him. Yeah, him and uh, Kevin Durant were interviewed and uh, started talking about how. Well, to quote Devin, Devin, Kevin Durant, uh, Trump is a bad coach if he's the leader of a team, meaning the country. And they were just talking about how racist and everything else he is. And uh, Laura was like, nah, we're not having that. Shut up and dribble. Well, hold on. Ca- Let's, I want to make sure all the right quotes are attributed here. Stand by. Man, it's like, where do <laughs> do I read NPR's version? No. Do I read theblaze.com's version? No. 
I just pulled up the New York Times version. I just went into the group chat and pulled up every article from there. So fuck it. I don't. I don't. I, I like. I know. I know all the spin that's going to be put on it from all the usual places. So it doesn't fucking matter. I can read between the bullshit. Can I get a Reuters version? <laughs> uh, hold on. Give me just one more second here. I, I. What are you looking up though? I just want to make sure all of the. That we're not paraphrasing anybody. I wasn't. I said exactly what they said. No, because I don't think she said whatever, shut up and dribble. She did. She said, as somebody once said, just shut up and dribble. I didn't come up with that on my own. I ain't that smart. (laughs) No, but throwing the whatever on there is a big deal. Oh, all right. It well, it, she didn't makes say it sound a little. It, it makes it sound a little different if you if she goes whatever. All right, pe- the People Magazine. All right, they're not gonna have any spin. Uh, LeBron James. Listen, last week Fox News. Fox News. Lore, all right, Mal. Let's try this again. Last week. Fox News host Laura Ingram was accused of racism when she criticized NBA star LeBron James' comments about President Donald Trump in the web series Rolling with the Champion. Must they run their mouths like that, she said on her talk show The Ingram Angle last Thursday. This is what happens when you attempt to leave high school a year early to join the NBA. Keep the political commentary to yourself, or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. After critics called their comments racially charged, Ingram defended her remarks. She's like, in 2003, I wrote a New York Times bestseller called Shut Up and Sing. She said on her show, okay, she's going to try to talk her way out of it now. Uh, uh, I her way out of it, though. Hold, hold on, though. When the fuck did he ever try to leave high school early to go to the NBA? Yeah, he didn't. He finished. Exactly. So I don't know where she's getting that from. Now, he didn't go to college. Yeah. But, I mean, he also was a high school graduate who went from walking across the stage to a $90 million contract with Nike, if I believe so. Yep, that's true. How's your communications degree working there, Miss Ingram? Guarantee you didn't walk into $90 million with your fucking piece of lambskin. I think the the bugaboo in this comment is uh, the word they. Okay, well, I mean... Must they run their mouths like that? Okay, uh, is she referring to two players or more? Yes, she's referring to James and Durant. I mean, I get it, but I get how, like... Here, I'm going to use a term. I'm going to use a term that seems to be growing in popularity. This dog whistle virtue signaling can suck my fucking ass. All right? If, if, if LeBron James himself... Not having a conversation that involved another basketball player, a gentleman who shares his profession. All right. If he was making a video, talking into his camera and posted it, and she said, they, maybe. All right. But this whole go pulse moving and redefining words and who can use them and who's, who can't. First of all, congratulations. In my book, and I know I'm not the only one, racist. The, the term racist and racism don't mean shit to me anymore. Yeah. You've, it's, 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 uh, you've jumped the shark with it. You've, people have used it too much. Um, unless I see a burning cross, unless I see 
collusion, redlining, any other number of things that are a lynch mob that are, are, are defined by racism, not the redefinition of it that people are trying to push. I'm talking the according to Webster's definition of it. Then I don't give a fuck what your opinion is when you say the word racist. In fact, I almost stopped listening, but I'm not to that point yet. I, I, I can't be because I couldn't do the I couldn't do this show or unregimented if I just cut people off the minute they said something stupid. But once again, everything's racist, everything's sexist, everything's homophobic, everything's transphobic. So let's take that out of the equation. What is this? Basically, she's saying, you're great. This is a quote from her. You're great players, but no one voted for you. Millions elected Trump to be their coach. So keep the political commentary to yourself. Or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. Well, I mean, she's a dumb fucking cunt for saying that because they got every right to fucking criticize the president, just like she's got every right to get on whatever news station will pay for her to flap her cock holster about what the fuck these people who opinions that she says shouldn't matter, but she puts it out there so it matters, have the right to tell her to go fuck off. I mean, me, big non-story. Ooh, you have people fighting in the press. Yeah, I'm with you there. But I mean, too, but I also think, like, if you veer into her lane, she's allowed to tell you to get stay out of it, just as if you if she veers into yours, you know? She starts telling you what plays you think, you know, that you think you should run in the fourth quarter. You're going to tell her, hey, white lady who talks politics, shut up. I got this. You know, like, I think it goes yeah. both ways. I, I do as well. I mean, I think we've we've talked about LeBron enough to the point where we I, I I can't speak for all of us, so I'll just speak for myself. I think that he is very much entrenched in the generation that any criticism is considered hateful, and anything that's hateful must be because of something that victimizes him. It can't just be because a person disagrees with his opinion. Or worse yet, a person just doesn't like them. You know, because you can't not like anybody just because you don't like the, per, the, the, the their personality or the way they carry themselves or anything like that. Those aren't good enough reasons not to like anybody anymore. There has to be deeper issues in a lot of people's opinion. And once again, you go looking for fucking something to be offended by, you'll find something to be offended by. He was invited on the show. I, I, yeah, well, there you go. I mean, go on there and have your say. You also did you hear his, his super humble retort to it mm. about how he is, um, how, what did he say? How, how he is looked to by a lot of children of this generation as a leader. Yeah, he actually said this. Let me see if I can find the quote. Because it was typical, I'm so Self, humble. Yeah, self-aggrandizing LeBron, yeah. 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 What is, what is it the kids say? He, he humble brags? Yes. Basically, what we used to, we, we used to goof on people back in the day. We'd go, you know, I don't mean to brag, but, and then here comes the biggest bunch of bullshit you ever heard about them bragging about themselves. You know, but, because we... Because this new generation's decided that if it happened before they they remembered or they were born, that it's invalid. 
they have to redefine and rename everything because apparently words didn't mean anything before they showed up on the scene. You know, I, I, I recently read a, a an opinion piece about a different subject, but it did involve people who are around LeBron's age, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I think we've been... It had, the, to me, the best take on that generation that I think I've heard. Because I think we tend to fucking... Every generation dogpiles on the one before it and after it and et cetera. It's nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. There's no new new land being discovered to here with that. But it's that you guys are just so fucking tiresome. You are really the most exhausting generation to deal with. Because you wallow in your bullshit and you're happy to do it. It's like the Chris Rock bit. You know, black people versus niggas. Niggas love not to know. What time is it? I don't know that shit. That's the whole... These are the people who are the mouthpiece of the generation that if you're a millennial, you're in. So why don't y'all do something if you don't like being labeled and lumped in with them and tell these people to start shutting up. How about that? Why do we have to fix your fucking generation? Because you offer no solutions to anybody else's shit. I mean, as far as her, bitch, you're a paid talking head. Read a teleprompter and 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 spout your opinions that Fox News pays you to spout. And you better walk that line, because if you don't, your ass will fucking be booted. There's you plenty boot- of hot blonde bitches to read that teleprompter waiting behind you, sweetheart. I just find the LeBron quote. said, I would not shut up and dribble because I mean too much to my two boys here, James told reporters. Their best friend right here. My daughter that's at home and my wife and my family and all these other kids who look up to me for inspiration and try to find a way out. The best thing she did is going to help me create more awareness. So I appreciate her for even giving me more awareness. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Raising your profile. Okay, buddy. Uh, For me to sit up here in the greatest weekend of NBA All-Star Weekend and I get to sit up here to talk about social injustice, equality, and why a woman on a certain network decided to tell me to shut up and dribble. So thank you, whatever her name is. I don't even know her name, but I appreciate it. Way to take the high road, dipshit. Uh, I just keep thinking back to it doesn't matter. It does not matter. The baby boomers will be dead soon. We'll be in God's waiting room. The millennials will come to power, and they're going to rewrite the history books to reflect what they want to believe. All right, you know, I, I, they, I was listening to another podcast earlier this week, and they read a story about Muhammad Ali that had a lot of very interesting, eye-opening pieces to it, like the fact that this man who is held up when he died a few years ago as this great civil rights fighter, this fighter for equality. He absolutely loathed interracial relationships. Now, how do you reconcile a a fighter for equality with someone who said, I would never let my daughter marry a white boy? First of all, let? I'm sorry. I understand he had Parkinson's. I didn't understand he was fucking mentally retarded. When your daughter's 18, she can do what the fuck she wants to do, whether you fucking say so or not, dipshit. Second of all, let any other athlete say that, even from back then, and history's not going to look upon them favorably and willfully turn a blind eye to a statement like that. So, you know, maybe people need to fucking, I don't know, put down the Twitter, 
you know, put down the cell phone, get off Twitter, get off Facebook, and pick up a history book, and, and, and actually read what was said by these people that you vilify and glorify, maybe you find out that everybody's just human, and people say dumb shit. I don't know. Am I expecting too much? Yeah. Yeah, that ship has sailed, buddy. Yeah, and it's never coming back, and it's never going to enter another port. <laughs> that ship said it had a, it was a Viking funeral. Ship left port, and it was set on fire. It entered the Bermuda Triangle with that. You ain't ever finding that motherfucker. No. Whatever. No, I mean, that's why, seriously, I'm just sitting here quiet. I don't care if it was LeBron or anybody else. I'm so fucking tired of that. I'm with Rich. I I can't. Anytime that you have facts to back up anything that contradicts somebody of color, they're going to say racist and... it's like a brick wall. You can't get past it. I mean, no matter what you say, no matter what you have as to back up your, your statement or nothing, you're a racist, and there it is. Bam. Done. Well, that's a pretty broad brush, Iceman. You sure you want to paint with that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I'm so sick and tired of people that disagree with black people and saying, you know, whatever they, you know, Someone, someone once said, shut up and dribble, and now she's a racist. But yet I watched the NBA All-Star game, and it's completely black jerseys versus completely white jerseys. It's kicked off by everybody saying, oh, we black people that were, you know, they were walking, these black athletes were setting the tone and setting the pace and made it possible for all of us to be here. So what, the NBA game, uh, All-Star game, there no whites allowed now? I have to Wait, sit and listen what? to how all, because they were sitting in how all of these uh, players before um, Bill Russell and all of them, they, they set the tone and made it possible for the league to be what it is today and allowed black people to prosper in the sport and yada, yada, yada. Well, yeah. They're not so, lying. They weren't lying. Like, what's wrong so, with that? It's Black History Month, thing. too. It's predominantly black sport. I am mean, so tired of that shit. Black History Month. You, you sit there and you, and you just point at people, the president, reporter, or friend, or whoever, and go, fucking racist. And you're sitting there in the face of reverse racism and going, I'm not racist. You are. Fuck you. I can't even argue with you anymore. You're, that is so fucking retarded. First of all, what the fuck is reverse racism? It's just racism. I mean, that's 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 a term that's it's that's it's just it's it's fucking retarded. Okay, if you hate another race, regardless of what race you belong to, you're racist. Yeah, it's kind of like hate crime. I mean, I, and first of all, racism is nowhere in the first place. We're the human race. You're talking about ethnicity. You're talking about differences in culture. And we just dumb it down to its most base fucking thing and call it race. But I mean, you know, let's, let's, I don't know. I see, I don't. I didn't watch the fucking NBA All-Star Game because, one, I don't give a fuck about the NBA. Two, I don't give a fuck about no All-Star Game. be honest with you, didn't watch the NHL one, didn't watch the Pro Bowl. I think the last baseball fucking All-Star Game I watched was the one that was in Detroit. 
You are a resident all-star game viewer, Iceman. You're the one that watches them all for us. I mean, so... I'm about to stop because I'm serious. I'm 100% serious. Don't know why you were in the first place. I'm so fucking done with this shit, man. You're fucking racist. What are you then, dude? You're talking about black pride, black marches, all of these black people that are so great and made things so fucking awesome for you and and honoring them and this has made black people able to play. We have groups like that. We call them the Ku Klux Klan. White power, white pride. And that's a racist group. But you do it and it's okay. Bullshit, you double standard having... No. I'm done. I, I just, I'm going to shut up. Dude, when you define yourself by things that you had nothing to do with, they're not accomplishments. No one asked to be born the race they are. No one asked to be born the nationality they are. No one asked to be born to the parents they're born to. But when you define yourself by these things, you find, you, you tend to bring out the most simple-minded, ignorant um, it, it, people around. And... It's working. It's working. I what, I don't know what else to say. I mean, look, uh, you know, I, you sit and you have conversations with people and they go, well, you don't understand. Black people were brought here against their will. They really don't know their culture. That's why they say black pride. Okay, well, great, wonderful. I, and the problem that you have with with with, with Black Pride, Iceman, I don't have. The problem I have with Black Pride is, okay, well, show me what you did to, to, to choose to be black. Because unless your name's Sean King, or uh, what's her face? Who's who's the the white chick besides she was black? Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, unless you're one of those two people, you didn't choose to be black. Sean King, like Larry King's wife? No, Sean King, the white boy who tries to fucking say he's black, and he's got two white parents. And he checked Caucasian on all his fucking legal documents until he decided he was going to be a social justice warrior. So he went to a, a barbershop in the hood, got himself lined up in a fade, and now he says he's black. Oh, I mean, when he gets pulled over, he says he's white. Uh, his arrest record shows he's white, and that's what Paul Mooney has always said, hasn't he? At least for all my life. I remember the quote from him when I was very young. Everybody wants to be black till the cops show up. Then all of a sudden, no, you find out who's really down and who's not, who has a choice and who doesn't. Pull your pants up. Hello, officer. I just, I I don't want to have a talk and and fight about a double standard that they're going to be irrational about. It's pointless. It is absolutely pointless to have that talk. You, You can't win. It's heads you lose, tails you lose. It's, But that's the problem, man. That's not how progress is made, is setting the end result as a winner and a loser. But that is how it's beaten into our head in this country. And it has nothing to do... And take race out of the equation. There's winners, there's losers. If you ain't first, you're last. Second place is first loser. There's a bunch of cliches to go with it. It's it's it, it, and and that's fine when you're talking sports. It's fine when you're talking to competition. But that's not fine when you're trying to talk about social issues 
and make progress and get people on the same page with each other. And yeah, I am going to say it. If you want to play identity politics, there is a rule in physics. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. If you play identity politics, and that's the game, don't be surprised when the people that you play that game, that you, you play against in that game, start to play it back to you. And do you really want to go down that road? Because, well, yeah, the right, this might... That's what the right started doing with all this national anthem stuff. Exactly. And, and I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's somebody... I'm, I'm about to say it, uh, but I got... I got, so I got Things called history and facts and evidence to back me up. You want to play identity politics? Uh, white people tend to do pretty good at that game. You really want to fucking start that fucking shit? Period. Don't know what else to say. I, I, it, it's nonsense. Why he can't just come out and say, I'd never go to the White House, don't like the president, don't agree with the president, leave it at that. And she, and, and this, Talking head twat comes out and goes, yeah, well, I don't agree with him. He's a fucking athlete. What the fuck's he know about anything? And he just goes, I'm sorry, bitch. I can't hear you over the sound of fanning myself with thousand dollar bills. Now, why don't you go fucking suck some fucking shriveled dick at fucking Fox News to get more FaceTime? Yeah, I make as much money as a month as you make all year. Have a nice day, crazy yeah, white you, lady. Yeah, you were born with an ATM between your legs, and I'm still running circles around you in the financial department. Who's winning in this situation, cunt? Yeah, leave it at that. No, 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 can't do that. Why? Because we got to get everybody worked up. Got to have everything turned into a us versus them situation. Why? Because that's what sells. And that's what we like. We like it. We like it. Iceman, you're full of shit. You're a fucking liar if you disagree with me. You love being offended by this shit. You love this us versus them shit. This is your pet issue. Almost, no, almost every dude. time, right? No, bullshit. Almost every time this fucking issue comes up, you say the exact same things every fucking time. If you're done with it, be done with it. I haven't said anything else. I said I was done. I can't argue or even discuss the topic. It's a zero-sum game, dude. It's a zero-sum game. There's nothing that can be said. They are hypocrites, and they are irrational at that. There, there's absolutely nothing else to be said about it. You can't argue a, a racist comment or being racist. Let me racist. ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What, okay. So, so what, you want to have White History Month? No, dude, I don't. Okay. I absolutely so, no, no. don't. No, 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 no. These are yes or no questions. I don't need you to fucking go on. I'm gonna keep asking. I'm gonna keep asking. That's the question. Do no. you want to have white pride marches? No. So what do you give a fuck that they do? It's because, dude, every fucking time they get a chance, you're racist. You're racist. You're racist. That's yeah. racism. That's racist. I want a job because I'm black. I, I want this because I'm black. You didn't do this because I'm black. You said that because I'm black. I'm tired of that shit. And then then turn her right around. And do racist shit, like a Black Pride Month, like Black Pride Marches. Are we talking about LeBron? No. Every, or are we talking LeBron, about... We LeBron, talking about LeBron, Kaepernick, everybody else. Everybody that does it. I don't care if it's blacks or Hispanics or even white people with the KKK. I don't care who it is. When you sit there and start calling everything a racist comment or a racist act... 
and then you spin right around and do it your goddamn self. It's a double standard. And it's irrational at that because you can't tell them that that's racist. Because you're racist for telling them you're, that they're racist. It, it's zero-sum game. There's no way to argue it. I, 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 I guess I just look at it differently. To me, when I hear fucking LeBron go, well, to me, it was racist. I, what, I, what, I, what I'm hearing is... I have no rebuttal for what she said. So I'm going to just fucking throw whatever against the wall and see what sticks. And to me, he might as well have waved a white flag the minute he pulled that out of his ass. I mean, it's you're a salesman. When you give your sales pitch, you finish your pitch and you shut the fuck up. Because the next person who talks loses. Period. He lost. He went he, he tried to deal from the bottom of the fucking deck because he had no he had no he had no cards in his hand. He could have went on her fucking show. He could have went on her show and done what I've seen athletes, actors, musicians, intellectuals, authors do when they go on to, to shows on Fox, on CNN, and present facts. But it's not about facts. It's about, oh, I feel, I feel it was racist. Well, I don't care about your feelings. Yeah. If you got to say okay. you feel, then perhaps it isn't. I mean, I, once again, he lost the minute he brought that up. He could have went on there. He could have, if he wants to speak out about Trump, believe me, there's enough fucking dirt to speak out about Trump. He could have brought up, but it's the lowest common denominator. Well, it was racist. How dare she criticize me? And you're right. It is a, there's, it is a no-win situation because anyone who agrees with him, is going to refuse to see the other side. And anyone who goes, okay, well, whatever. Of course, that's the it's, it's the last thing you had to pull out of your fucking ass. Because you have no point. You're just regurgitating what other, what other people have said. He didn't say anything original. He didn't make any valid criticisms of Donald Trump. And it's not hard to do. I, I took a shit a couple hours ago. I'm pretty sure I could stick a microphone in his face and it could have made more fucking valid points about why Donald Trump is a fucking moron than fucking LeBron James did. But that's not what, once again, yeah, sorry, bro. You know, uh, you, you, you want to play with the big dogs, then you have to get off the porch. And when you get off the porch, uh, yeah, the safety of, of, of home team is no longer there. Don't show up to a fucking gunfight with a knife and you won't have to worry about it. He don't. He shows up to a knife fight with a fucking bazooka. It's the race card. It's the bazooka. They and who takes them serious? Who takes who takes them seriously? The people who are angry that he pulled the race card, and the people who already agree with him. Everybody else is rational. Goes he had nothing else, so he's an idiot anyways. I mean, it's it's the, it, you can't you can't claim higher ground, some moral superiority, and then take the fucking path of least resistance and wallow in the mud. And anyone with half a brain sees it. It's the idiots that fucking go, uh, yeah, I agree with them. Or, uh, boy, I'm pissed off. They're the fucking idiots. And there's a lot of them in this world. A whole lot of them. I, I, it's, it's, to me, it's just like, okay, so you have a, a multimillionaire, and pro she's probably worth a couple million, getting into a pissing contest in the media. And, of, co uh, of course, it devolves into, well, let's turn this about the fucking, let's, let's, let's make this about race. Because, once again, just like Dwayne Wade said, here, here we go, here we go. They used, they used to try and hide it. Who's they? See, I can get just as, 
they? Who's they? White people? See, I can, I can, I can feign outrage too. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. He goes on to say, now the president has given everyone the courage to live their truths. No, you stupid ass. You dumb motherfucker. No, it hasn't. It's not the president who did that. It's society. Does anyone remember just a month or two ago, Oprah getting on national TV during an award ceremony talking about people now have have the courage to live their truth? But somehow now, because Dwayne Wade wants to use it as a pejorative term, he's going to pin it on the president. No. You're both idiots. You're fucking all morons. And guess what? I don't expect my athletes to be fucking road scholars. If they, if they are, more power to them. But LeBron ain't. If LeBron was five foot six and 100 pounds, no one would give a fuck about what he had to say. In fact, he'd probably have to make, I wish, part two, just for anyone to know who the fuck him and his receding airline is. He'd be LeBron, the bus driver in Cleveland. Exactly. Skilo James. Fucking, it, it, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I guess I'm to the point where I'm just like, fuck it. Just let everybody fucking be, be stupid and just, and just have a good time about it. Because ultimately, none of this is going to change anything. LeBron could call everybody racist, but LeBron could fucking LeBron could fucking grow his throw out if he could get the if he can buy enough stock in Rogaine and fucking dress in a dashiki on the fucking court and change his name to Aknad Muhammad Ufafufufu and all that shit, and it don't fucking matter what he says. Ultimately, what the fuck is he known for? Being a good basketball player. He's he's not known for being an intellectual. This isn't Noam Chomsky we're dealing with. Noam Chomsky can't fucking hit an alley-oop. He ain't dunking on nobody, but I'm going to listen to him when he talks about shit more than this jackass. And, and by the way, who the fuck is Laura Ingram? Why do I have to know this dumb fucking Coos's name? Bitch ain't uh, even that hot. <laughs> I believe she's a conservative radio host. Okay, well, you know what, honey? Go get fucking carpal tunnel trying to keep Rush Limbaugh's fucking thumb dick hard and make yourself useful. You shut the fuck up too, bitch. Jesus, God. I, I, bunch of people. Okay, is he kneeling during the basketball game? Is he kneeling during the national anthem? No. He fucking, am I correct that he made a video of him having a conversation with another basketball player about why they don't like Trump and posted it? It was an interview. Okay. An interview, right? Like it or not, he's not even going down the Kaepernick road, right? He's not fucking kneeling during the national anthem. He's not refusing to come out for the national anthem. He gave an interview and said how he feels. Great. And Fox News has a lot of time to kill on their channel. So let's get everybody fucking worked up about a bunch of bullshit that means nothing in the long run. And if, who the fuck looks to LeBron James for their political opinions? <laughs> Seriously. I wouldn't let LeBron James walk my dog. According to LeBron, a lot of people. <laughs> okay, so his two crotch droppings, a.k.a. tax breaks, and a few functionally retarded people who fucking are yes men who are living off of him. Oh, 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 oh excuse me. I just assumed someone's gender. Yes, people who are living off of him. Okay, great, wonderful. There you go. So that and a buck fifty will get you a fucking cup of coffee. The fuck you want from me? Give a fuck about his opinion.
And I agree with his opinion. Fucking fuck, fuck Trump. But ultimately, does it fucking matter? No. It, and it's, and of course, of course, it's, it, his rebuttal has to bring it. She says something, he says something. Now she's, she's going to have to say something back. I mean, what is the old thing? Never pick a fight with people who buy ink by the barrel full. You know, why don't you ask Barry Bonds how it works out to piss off an entire fucking segment of the media? I mean, he's already fucking got people in the media who aren't really big fans of his based solely on his play and his personality on the court and when it comes to how he conducts himself in a basketball manner. Now he wants to throw fucking politics in there? Okay, well, let me just put it this way. Better men with better reputations than him have tried, and they paid the price for it. Ask T.O. how getting shitty with the media works out for you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just don't see where him having to go fucking lowest common denominator insult to throw out there turns into fuck the all-star game. They were wearing black jerseys and white jerseys, and somehow that offends my Anglo-Saxon tendon sensibilities and all this bullshit. I just, I just don't get where, I mean, bro, you are connecting dots that I just don't see being connected. I understand, Rich, but you had to watch it, and you did that's like I tell no, Chris I, all the time. I, I get your stats, but you got to watch it. There were there were talks of the black people coming up. There were talks the whole way through of the strength of black people and how it was made. And it wasn't just black jerseys; it was all black uniform against a white uniform. It was made to look that way for a purpose, and it's not. That's not what I'm. Afraid. I don't care about any of that. What I care about is what I said. Stuff like, you know, people calling people racist for making a comment about them, you know, just shutting up and dribble or whatever. And then you turn around and are racist. Even if it was, let's, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and say that Laura was a racist and meant that full heartedly as a racial comment. I'll give it to you. I'm not even going to argue. But then you turn around and support groups like Black Lives Matter and talk about Black History Month. It's racist. That is a double standard, and you're irrational, so I can't talk to you about it. I See, I don't know. I don't see Black yeah. History Month as any more racist than International Pizza Day. is. It, I, to me, it's just like, really? You don't think Black History Month is racist? Or Black Entertainment Television? Oh, I mean, I think BET, BET back in the day was racist, but not for the reasons that you think it is. It's because BET would fucking show, Schultz would show Soul Plane on repeat 24-7 like it was fucking a Christmas story and it was TNT during the holidays. That's why that shit was racist. Coonery. Once once again, thank you, appealing to the lowest common denominator. Uh, uh, you know, uh, hey, let's, let's, let's laugh at every fucking stereotype we can shove in here. But it's not satirical. It's wallowing in ignorance. Let's wallow in the ignorant stereotypes and act like this is how everybody is. But not in a satirical way. Not in the Blazing Saddles way, not in the Boondocks way, not in the, in, in the way Spike Lee made a movie like Bamboozled. No, it's done with, uh, no, we're going to have Snoop get high, we're going to have the 
the the the Tom Arnold as the uptight white father, and his daughter's gonna end up getting Elvis. filled out like a job application by a bunch of brothers in the back of the plane. Hey, it, listen, it was his wife. Oh, it was. I thought it was his, his daughter. Yes, his, his, his name was Elvis Honky, by the way. One of the greatest white people names ever. <laughs> in a movie like that. No, dude. Black history is part of American history, all right? And to be completely brutally honest with you, most young people I know, pretty much it's been integrated into fucking the history books. Black History Month, at the time when it was come up with, was because... Who was it? Was it Richard Pryor? That No, it wasn't Richard Pryor. I'm sorry. Uh, I, think it might have been, I think it was Chris Rock. Chris Rock said... You know, one of those eye-opening days of his life as a kid was the, the day they aired the first episode of Roots. He goes, white people, you remember, because the next day you went to school and every black kid you knew beat the shit out of you. Because we didn't know that shit. They didn't teach that shit in fucking history class at that point in, in America. It wasn't like chapter one, the founding fathers. Chapter two, beat a brother's ass. You know, I mean, it, it just wasn't. But we've, we're all... Believe me, very much aware of fucking black history now. So if you want to argue that Black History Month has ran its course, yeah, okay, I can I can get with that. But to say it's racist? I, I don't know. I, what's racist about wanting to fucking to, to demand that, hey, look, what happened to us is part of the fucking history of this country. And we want some acknowledgement in the fucking history books. No, no, no. There- no you went a whole different direction with it. I, I fully support telling the truth about the, the black Americans and how they came over and and that whole thing. I, I fully, I got a BA in history, Rich. I mean, you know, I, I fully support tell the truth of history. Wait, That's history? Why I'm a realist. I don't, I no, history. I am a realist. <laughs> I am what is. I don't spin a fucking thing. But and I, and I, but I'm I'm for that. But you don't have to take a whole month and go. This is Black History Month, and we're going to talk about great people and and black pride and black. I'm just like, good God, man! But, it's but also the BA shortest month history. of the year. Yeah, but BA in history. I mean, you could argue that. Here we go. I know you're going to throw the stats, man. Shit out of me. Here we go. Non-indigenous people have been on this continent for like 400 years. For 250 of those years, we were suppressing black people and their entire culture. Eh, let's toss them a month. Really? What the fuck do we give Native Americans? Uh, a lot. Re- reservations, casinos, and blankets full yeah. of smallpox? <laughs> Collectively, okay, more money. Than, order. So, so we oppressed the black people. And Collectively, made more money than we give in the black guy. Okay. Yeah, and that was all about, bad and terrible. Sorry about that oh. first 300 years. We wiped yeah. out the fucking Indians, okay? Wiped them out. <laughs> we should give them at least a, a month or a month and a half, don't you think? Hey, they got fuck. casinos. They don't give a fuck about a month. They got tangible <laughs> cash. Yeah, and, 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 you, and you're proving my point. The fact that you know, and you, the way you said that, we wiped them out. Now, why is that? We did. No, we worked out entire tribes, dude. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, why, why are you saying it that way? Because history is written by the winners. Okay, well, let's let's go down that fucking rabbit hole for a second. The social justice warriors and the fucking the so-called progressives want to say that you know the white man is is the only winner in American history. Well, then why the fuck do we even know that? Why do we know that we wiped out 
Native Americans. I mean, is that just out of the kindness of our heart? I mean, I, what, I am well, following it, you at all. Then we're going to change the subject because okay. I've had a long day and you're not this dumb. And I'm not going to fucking cater to your, your play in this dumb. So next subject. Louisville has to vacate their 2013 national championship. Someone explain to me how come Michigan doesn't fucking move in and get to be national champion now? Because NCAA says so. Yeah, pretty much. So ultimately, if the NCAA can take away your national championship and not fucking acknowledge the, the second place team, that a national championship means what exactly? I mean, what is the first thing everybody says, every athlete says when they win a championship? They can't take this from us. And now they're going to have to start amending that to, unless the NCAA investigates yeah. our fucking school years down the road. Well, hey, you know, they didn't give, uh, what's his name? Who was, it? was it Anibal Sanchez? Whatever, Jim Joyce? They didn't give, the, they didn't give him the perfect game. When he went, whoops, yeah, you're right, I fucked up. No, but they get they got a whole presentation on that game in the fucking Baseball Hall of Fame that'll be there until it closes. So, I mean, if I'm Anibal Sanchez, I'm thinking I'm winning in that situation because I wasn't going to the Baseball Hall of Fame unless I bought a ticket. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, now I'm immortalized in that motherfucker. Yeah, my bus may not be up, or my plaque might not be up there, but anyone who walks through them doors who will take the time to read what the display says, will know my name. Brand new Minnesota twin, Annabelle Sanchez. We'll get to that later. Yeah, them, them losing their championship and everything, I mean, that's that's become commonplace at this point to me. Well, yeah, didn't they? Didn't, I mean, they've done it to Michigan from the Fab Five days. Oh, they've done it a lot of times. Penn State. They had to vacate. Didn't they have to vacate all their wins under Paterno? So technically, that's like what forty years of wins. I don't think all of them. I mean, it was a, if it was when Sandusky was there. That's at least what 10, 15, 20 years somewhere around those. It's got to be between ten and twenty years worth of wins. I'll be honest. I really didn't see all the, the sanctions they put on them. I mean, I know that they walked right up to the verge of the death penalty, and I mean, it's only through the fact that. Whew, yeah, you, you got to give it up for the people running Penn, Penn State's athletic department after the, the, the scandal was done and over with and the dust started to settle because they rebuilt that program quick, fast, and in a hurry. SMU, uh, wish, SMU wishes they could rebuild their program that quick starting right now. According to the Wikipedia, the NCAA used the free report in lieu of its own investigation to impose sanctions on the Penn State football program. On July 23, 2012, the NCAA imposed a $60 million fine, a four-year postseason ban, scholarship reductions, and vacated all victories from 1998 to 2011. Damn, son. Still 13 years of winning. Deuces. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, guys. I mean, like... I understand them doing that, but... I don't. I, Not on Penn State, I don't. No, 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 no. I understand having the penalty of making a, a, a program. Not necessarily Penn State. Not necessarily even Louisville. Just making a program vacate wins if those wins were through provable, ill-gotten means. 
But it doesn't change the fact that the players that won that national championship still had the national championship parade and blowjobs and parties that came with it. Right. Does it? No. The the schools already made the money off the merchandise and cashed the rings back. Yeah. Well, I guess if they if they revoke your Heisman, you got to return it. Reggie Bush had to return his Heisman, from what I remember. Right, that's what I'm saying. USC, Notre Dame, Louisville, uh, uh, Penn State, SMU. I mean, it's become commonplace to just... You just re- got to show up with that thing? Hey, I'm here to give this back. He's got it in a box. So hearing that some, some team had to give up wins and titles and... Uh, and next. <laughs> Ironically, that's just as bad as saying racist now to me. It's like, they vacate. Okay. Bye. Well, yeah, and then you have what happened with Michigan in the Fab Five to where, no, no, you have to take down those banners, but after a certain amount of time, you can put them back up if you want. Huh? So you're going to put my banners on timeout? <laughs> Go sit on the naughty step banners. Think about what you did. Fuck, why not? It's NCAA, right? Who the fuck knows? Well, I mean, is what the bigger sanctions are they going to do? Are they going to do? I mean, honestly. Postseason ban seems to work pretty well. Snatch scholarships from them seems to work pretty well. Uh, I would say anybody who's proven to been complicit in any of these violations, a lifetime ban from ever coaching or having a position in an athletic department, the NCAA has its fingers in would work pretty well. But we all know that ultimately the goal isn't to rid the NCAA and college athletics of, of corruption. The goal is to appear to come down hard on corruption. But ultimately they have no interest in, in getting rid of these people. Uncle Urban's still in fucking... You know, still at Ohio State. You know, I mean, he, he hasn't gone anywhere. After his health problems magically cleared up. You know, his brief retirement. Guarantee if Pete Carroll gets shown the door after next season, he could probably go coach in the fucking in college football again, real easy. Right. Don't think he would have to like go. You know, oh, I have to update my resume for. For my LinkedIn profile, you know, no, he's not going to monster.com to get his resume straight. He's going to walk to the door and go, hi, I'm Pete Carroll. And they're going to go, motherfucker, we know who you are. Zip recruiter for the win. Yeah. We're very aware of who the fuck you are. Now sit down. What can you do with our program? Seattle's his last job. He's the oldest coach in the NFL, isn't he? Well, you, I mean, you get my point. Yeah. Sorry. And and the further point I was trying to make is, is it just time to fucking blow up the NCAA and how it relates to college athletics and, and start with something new? Because this it obviously be. isn't working. And you, you couple this with the fact that, that, that athletic departments as a whole are now by a very vocal minority, but they're still vocal, no matter if they are a minority of people are, you know, but you know, with the Larry Nasser case, there are people calling for MSU for all their athletics to suffer because of the Larry Nasser case. And I mean, okay, let's just take away basketball and, fo- and football. Okay. So the swim team, they have to suffer. What the fuck did the swim team do? The lacrosse team, 
the curling team, they have to suffer? The fuck do they do? They have... These sports aren't big enough to be as fucking corrupt as basketball and football is. I don't know. If you watch the Olympics, there's doping and curling now. (laughs) But so you can can sweep faster. I don't know why. But look who it's from. Shocking. (laughs) From Russia? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't care why. How how, how can you live with yourself because you're doping and you're a curler? <laughs> My new hero is that, uh, what's her name? Carol Swaney or whatever. That chick who qualified. She She's like the dead last athlete in the entire Olympics because she showed up to events that where she just automatically qualified because you have to be like top 30 or something to qualify. And she showed up to events where like only like 15 people or something would show up. So she's like a snowboarder for like the Hungarian team. (laughs) You look at at her run. It's like just doing a basic, like fucking like Tony Hawk half pipe run where you just, you know, do a grab, go back, do a grab. Like, dude, she, she gained the system. Her run looks like that chick skating in the Tom Petty free-falling video. Yeah. She just goes up and comes down and goes up and comes down and goes up and comes down. <laughs> no, but I think her whole thing is, well, not really, but she exposed a lot, a lot of the holes in the Olympic system, but she also comes off as one of those millennials who, uh, has a whole bunch of experiences because she like filed for like, you know, to run for governor at like the age of 19. She did something else. It sounded really douchey. And then, you know, now she's done this where she could say she, she was an Olympian. But I bet you she won't, she, she won't swallow. She don't want that experience on her fucking record. <laughs> no, right? Doesn't do, doesn't do anal. Yeah. Doesn't do butt stuff. Yeah. But yeah, we got, we got sidetracked. We were talking about, oh Yeah. Well, no, I mean, but, but once again, we talked about it last week with the fucking, with the Olympic, International Olympic Committee, and the bullshit that, and the nonsense that goes on with them. I, I'm almost to the point where the NCAA is right alongside them, and them and FIFA. Like, these are, these are corrupt, pick and choose who we're going to fucking hold responsible, and who we're going to let slide, and yeah. punish people who had nothing to do with it organizations trying to I guess legislate and the wrong word but uh, uh, regulate and enforce some sort of morality yeah rich but every single time and it's true across the board I don't care if you're talking politics sports I don't care where you're talking when you have people trying to regulate people there is always going to be corruption Everybody has a price. Period. Oh, End of file. Abso- absolutely. And I've said it on I've said it on a regimented and I, I can't remember if I said it on here, but I think the only fight worth fighting constantly for is the struggle between individual freedom and people who want to take that away from you for the greater good. And you should always fight that battle because if you don't you're going to end up in a totalitarian or authoritarian society. And let's be honest, the NCAA is the HNIC. What they say goes. You know, the International Olympic Committee, same thing. I mean, it's... it's. 
way too. And, and it's not even a matter of that these people are corrupted. They, this type of these type of positions attract corrupted people already because they see the grift in the system and they say, "I can work the fucking system and get if I can get my foot in the door." I mean, it's you know, if you equate it to politics, it's it's like Congress people. There's no term limits for Congress. You know how hard it is to fucking get ousted as an incumbent in a, a congressman. It's damn hard. Yeah, fucking die. Or like fuck a kid. Yeah, and even if you die, they give oh, it to your wife or your son. Yeah, they give it to your wife or one of your kids. They hand that shit. That's some that's some Papa Doc fucking baby doc shit. That's fucking gangster shit. I mean, it is literally the king dies, the prince takes over. I, so, I I mean, look, you know, we covered a little bit, you know, the Louisville situation once again. What is here? I want to make sure I'm getting this right. Uh, yeah, so basically this is, yeah, this is what I thought it was. It's, it's you know, had a bunch of people from Louisville basically paying sex workers to fuck recruits. So they'll agree to go to Louisville. And too, wasn't there something with Adidas was funneling money into that program? I, yeah, yeah, but to get recruits to go to certain players or certain teams. Yeah, but it, it, just going through this article, this is that's a federal case. The feds are involved in this. That one. This one seems to be more of an NCAA violation. Oh, this is. Oh, yeah, I remember. You're right. This is some totally other shit. Oh yeah, this is just the tip of the iceberg for Louisville. It's all coming back to me now. They're getting the the hookers. Yeah. Totally, totally wrong scandal. I was thinking about. It's a different one. Uh, yeah, the coaches uh, set up the or, or alleged. I'm going to put it that way. Alleged to set up the ring for his players. I. And once again, NCAA. Really, this that's 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 the moral arbiter. They're the ones that decide where the bar is at. People who. Rob college athletes who basically yeah, make billions of dollars when all said and done off of a system that throws, you know, what, let's just say quarter million dollar at some of the best schools, maybe 100, 120,000 at an average school education at a player. I mean, it, I, I, I can't remember the, the football player that came out and said it, but a retired football player recently said, yeah, uh, football doesn't have a minor leagues because they have the NCAA. And football and basketball pretty much have the best out of it because they can just let the you know college athletic programs weed out the weak. You know, the injury prone, the not good enough. I mean, they don't, they don't have to. It's not like, you know, here... You know, we have the Detroit Tigers, we have the Toledo Mud Hens, and you have the the um, no shit was a Western Michigan Whitecaps or whatever, and all that shit. You know, there's levels of minor leagues for Major League Baseball. Those are maintained by the franchises. What's the Lions minor league program? Well, I guess you could say the Lions are the NFL's minor league program. Them and the Browns. Gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say uh, themselves. <laughs> 
But I mean, it, seriously, I it's 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 too corrupt. There needs to be some sort of restructuring from the ground up. I I don't. I'm not even going to front and act like I have any suggestion on where to start. But I just know that this is getting ridiculous. You know, okay, you're going to vacate titles and you're going to vacate wins. All right, well, if that's the case, once again, here's my question. Why isn't the team that came in second given the national championship? Why is it left blank? So, I mean, what, you're not really punishing anyone. You know, it, it's, it, it's just, it goes in the history books as nothing. You really want to punish Louisville. I believe that's the year that Michigan played them for the national title. Make Michigan the national champions that year. Take their name out of the history books and put Michigan's where theirs was. But Then they'd have to admit they were wrong or go back on a decision. The mighty NCAA doesn't do that unless it's uh, to vacate your win. Yeah. And I mean the fact that <clears throat> the fact that you're the governing body and all this corruption happens right under your noses to the point where you can never catch it while it's going on. It's always, you know, three, four years behind at the earliest. I mean, Jesus Christ, go go back and go back and watch uh, the Pony Express thirty for thirty about SMU. There were still players and boosters that refused to give details because they were afraid of the fallout from it. That was fucking thirty some you know plus years ago. I mean, it's 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 a joke. It's not murder. I mean, I, what, is it, there's no statute of limitations on this shit as far as the NCAA, but you can go out and commit rape, and after five years, it's off the books. Really? Okay. It's just once again, it's nonsense, and it, it, it's it maybe at one point it served a purpose, guys. I don't know. I mean, at one point. It might have. I mean, it, it was put in place to to serve a purpose. But as I just said, when this when we started talking about this, whenever you have humans trying to regulate humans, there's going to be corruption. And everybody from the first year the NCAA was founded, they knew that the first person that was ever there was corrupt. It's just the way this world works. Yes, the NCAA the. The colleges make a whole lot of money. Pay off the regulators, continue to make a whole lot of money. When you get caught, quote unquote, take your lumps, come back, make a whole lot of money. That's just, that's how this goes. You know, like Fast and the Furious, the, the cops were paid to look other way. And then they got forced to take action. All right, take the 100, 100 to $200,000 hit or whatever. Continue to make a whole lot of money. It's that's just the way its fucking system works. So I mean, I guess then then the the bigger question is: at what point do fans, if they fucking find the whole situation distasteful and hypocritical, at what point do they become complicit in these actions by supporting their team? And and and, and if you and if you have a point where you believe they are just as guilty by supporting these these teams, these college athletics teams, at what point should they fucking bow out? Or are we well past that point? Uh, I, I'll bow out to Chris, because Michigan State right now is on the hot seat, so Chris, are you not going to support Michigan State anymore? I don't give a fuck. I'm going to root for him. Right. And that's the way almost 99% of this country is, Rich. Everybody's going to support their team. Rick Pitino's going to take the fall. Moving on. <laughs> you know, 
I'll bet you a lot of people you ask about the Penn State thing can't even name Jerry Sandusky. What was the the name of the coach that was playing with boys in the shower? Uh, Joe Pa. No. Do you even know? No, I don't know. I forgot. It's something. It, I would it, I would really hope that those are the most casual of casual fans. Like, if you're a Penn State fan, football fan, I'm pretty sure you know Joe Pa and Jerry Sandusky and that they're two yeah. separate people. If I you ask a Penn that. State fan, I'm sure. But I'm saying across the board, across the country, people, with when these scandals break, they're going to listen. They're going to go, ooh, and then point the finger at the bad guy, Jerry Sandusky, at Reggie Bush, at you know Rick Pitino in Louisville. You point the finger at the bad guy, the bad guy gets punished, okay, good triumphs over evil, moving on. And then the history books records the name of the bad guy, and everybody forgets about him, let's go make more money, let's support our team, let's, let's you know, get behind and rally behind the team that, that had to suffer because of this bad guy over here. It's the way it's it works, going to take man. more dick in prison, Sando or Larry Nasser. <laughs> Probably Sandusky. I think Larry Nasser, I'll be surprised if he's around in five years. I think someone's going to fucking take care of him, and that's going to be the way they make their bones in prison. It, it would, to me, in my mind, it'd be almost a badge of honor to take out Larry Nasser. Like, if you're in there for fucking life, what do you got to, and you have no fucking street connections, no street smarts, what's, what better way to, 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 to get respect? What are they going to do? Give you double nothing. life? Well, here's the thing, not for nothing, but Nasser did it to these rich people. The Olympic athletes' parents are, I mean, they're pretty well off. If you're taking your kid to U of M for training and doctor and getting him to the Olympics, you're not doing it on the cheap. Hey, you mean mean MSU, right? Or MSU. Yeah, Yeah, Michigan. Look what you made me do. Anyways. Fuck so that. I'm sure I'm sure it's happened just as I don't know just as bad, but I'm sure there's been some very disgusting shit that's happened at Michigan too. Believe me, I'm. I'm but my I, point I, being I, was, if, I, if I'm program? in prison, if I'm in prison, and Larry Nasser's in my my prison, and I have access to him, I'm reaching out to every one of those parents. Take care of my family. I'll take care of your problem. Because you're right. I got life in prison. No chance to get out. I'm going to die in here. But hell, I still got a shot to take care of my family. Well, shit, it, <laughs> dude, it's not even. It's probably not even that big of a deal. It's probably some dude in there like, I don't want to be raped, so I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. <laughs> you know, get a little bit of respect in some way. You know, like if he's not like away from the general pop, like he's taking a dick by now, probably several. Oh, I'd imagine. Yeah, I, as much as it pains me to say this, I doubt he's on the main line. He's probably in some some sort of maybe protective custody isn't the right term, but I don't know the right term. I, I'd imagine he's he's someplace where solitary. Yeah, I only because I I say no only because I think that it's considered. A, an additional punishment on top of prison. So unless he does something to warrant it, probably not. I'd imagine that there are separate units, wings, cell blocks, whatever, for uh, 
people who commit the, these type of crimes who are you know at risk for being attacked. Because be like, I'm never leaving. Hey, you got it? Nope, I am never leaving my cell. Hey, you got it? Nope, never leaving. We're gonna kick your ass. Great, kick it in my cell. I'm never leaving. That's it. If, I, if, if I'm I were him, that would be my mindset. If I'm Larry Nasser, I walk in and hit a guard. <laughs> and go to solitary. <laughs> they come in, open yeah, the door. I walk out, hit the guard again. The guard. I walk back in. <laughs> be a smart strategy. Just stay in the hole. Hey, better to be in the hole than to have something in the hole. If you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. I, just to sidetrack for a second, but on the same topic, I, I'm also getting tired of the sexual harassment charge. That's becoming the new racism, to me anyway. Everybody, oh, sexual harassment. Oh, fire me, sexually harass me, put him in jail, sexual harassment. Didn't something just happen with the Mavericks? Yes. Yes, it did. With Cuban. Oh, wait a minute, it was Cuban, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, he, he decided, what Cubes do? No, he decided to keep an employee on the Mavericks that was accused of domestic violence. I, accused, I, I, accused or convicted? Accused. Okay, so big deal. Yeah, he was charged with domestic violence. Story. I, I, I default to Rich's stance on this since we started talking about it. I don't care what you did outside of your job. If you didn't do it at your job, you should still have a fucking job, yo. Well, ultimately, I mean, it's like the Ezekiel Elliott thing. You know, that was looked into by law enforcement Law enforcement looked into it after he left. It's not like he was still playing for his college football team. All right. It was after he left, they looked into it. They decided there wasn't enough evidence to move forward. And what happened? Goodell in the NFL said, no. Accusation is just as good as a conviction. So, I mean, it's the... Unfortunately, it's the reality of... of, of the society we're in at the moment. And I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it, you, once you decide that all accusations are as good as a conviction, not only do you open the door for bad actors, sociopaths, people with an ax to grind to walk in and start ruining other people's lives, but you also cast doubt on the people who were actually sexually assaulted, beat up by their, you know, boyfriend, husband, whatever. And it ends up hurting them because what happens? You know, people start going, oh, well, all you got to do is say something happened and your career is over with. So, and they know it. So they just start going, I don't know, it doesn't carry much weight in my book. This is bullshit charge. I mean, we're just at the tip of the spear of this shit. This shit hasn't even been a year since, you know, Me Too started trending for the very first time. You know, give it a year or two out. I'm sure there's going to be more and more accusations, and eventually people are going to start shrugging at them, going, yeah, okay, what proof do you got? And if they can't back it up, people are just going to go, eh, all right. And eventually what you'll see is people who've been accused of things, the less heinous, not the Bill Cosby, not the fucking, not those type of people, not people that, you know, there's decades and decades and decades and thousands upon thousands of people who could fucking, you know, 
testify to, to, to their actions, but the people who are accused by one or two, you know, people who have questionable motives, someone's going to hire one of those, one of those people that were fired under those questionable accusations. And there'll be a little bit of an outrage and then it'll go away. And then we'll be right back where we were in the beginning. Cause I mean, look at all the accusations that, that, that have come out and just in the sports world. In the last five, ten years. How many of them have actually went to fucking court? Not many. I mean, yeah. Oh, come on. I can't see Marshall Falk on my TV on Sunday morning now. Him and or Michael Irvin would duke it out. And who could wear the loudest suit. <clears throat> and. Nothing ever I, came of that. Somebody said something happened and then that was it. Uh, yeah. But he vaporized. I mean, so. I, yeah, unfortunately it's it's i don't know it's a bad situation uh you know it, it it sucks for the actual victims of sexual assault of sexual domestic, harassment domestic domestic assault you know etc because eventually it's just human nature for people to start going well if all it takes is one person to speak up what are the odds and let's be honest here, there's also a likability factor. You know, I mean, if someone like Barry Bonds, let's say it comes out in the next month, that Barry Bonds sexually assaulted women who worked for the Giants. Barry Bonds is not a very beloved figure. So a lot of people would believe it based just solely on the fact that I don't like Barry Bonds, so I believe these allegations. Now, if a beloved, you know, figure... Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn, Cal Ripken Jr., you know, someone like that, someone who's beloved, if these accusations come out against them, and it's it's, it's simply a, a, a case of a, a one case of a he said, she said situation, there's going to be people that go, uh, I believe the athlete because I like him. I mean, so we're all guilty of it. We're Yeah, but the most beloved person on the planet, I think, is Bill Cosby. Mr. Yeah, Jello himself. You got you got forty plus years of accusations and fifty plus women with all had the same story dating back to the late sixties. Yeah, but I'm I just mean, saying you never saw that shit coming. <laughs> I mean, but it, when it was one or two, you know, when, okay, when the rumors were going around, and it was you know one or two of the of the women first came forward. I know plenty of people who were like, ah, I don't know if I buy it. Once it hit about, mm, I don't know, a baker's dozen, it started getting yeah. you know, all the stories were exactly the same of women who had never met. It start and it, and it was stretching back decades. Yeah, it, it, it. Yeah, but he's still not in jail. To to paraphrase Bill Burr, yeah. by by victim thirty seven, you start going. Ah, all right. But you have to. His trial ended in a mistrial. Yeah, he's going again. You know, hung jury, so they're going to retry him. You know, that's that's. But once again, how many people since this the the, the Me Too thing have been accused of something? How many of them have actually been charged with anything? You know, it, it's the the ratio is way off, way off. Yeah, and even the the this, this, the biggest name in the whole thing, Weinstein, there's only a couple things pending against him. I mean, there's things that have been filed, but nothing's been, uh, you know, officially come out yet. 
and I and, and once again, you know, once again, I hate to say it, but I think we're all for if, if we're all going to be honest with each other on this show. When it's an athlete, it really depends upon his public persona, yeah. as to how much of a pass he's going to get, how much of the benefit of the doubt that person's going to get. I mean, and if you need any proof of it, you, all you need to do is just look at any time there's a male athlete accused of beating his girlfriend or wife, it makes the headlines, it permeates the headlines for a day or two, and then it goes away until whatever league he's in, hands our team he's on, hands down a punishment. But, I mean, you know, Hope Solo has beat the shit out of her fucking husband to the point where it's a fucking, it's an internet meme. Uh, what was it? Uh, two WNBA players who are married to each other beat the shit out of each other so bad that the cops showed up and just arrested both of them, threw them in jail and charged them both with domestic assault, and these are just swept under the rug. Why? Hey, how about something that is always swept under the rug? Nobody really talks about it anymore. Uh, Kobe. It's like that yeah. shit never happened. It never did happen. I don't know, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still... When he retired, no one brought that shit up at all. I mean, I got to say, you know, their most damning evidence was vaginal bruising. I got to go with what Ralphie May said. Six foot eight black guy, five foot three white girl. I have a theory about why her vag was bruised. Okay. I mean. No, I know, but. but, they, but they, don't call was, them, they, don't, they don't call them black mamba for nothing. All right. You know, I mean. But, but, but that was right around the beginning of social media. Like he escaped. That fucking, if that that happened now, he's Kobe the rapist. You know what I'm saying? Oh, day. Oh, yeah. I mean, what was the worst thing that really came of it? it basically, yeah, the, the one thing that's that stuck is the Chappelle skit where he shoots the rubber at the fucking at the at the, at the wastebasket and goes, Kobe. Well, I was gonna say, uh, what's the worst that came out of that? He had to buy that ring. Yeah, that yeah big ass, huge ass rock. <laughs> Here, baby. I know I'm tired of your fucking worn out vagina, so I found a new one. Here's 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 a ring to prove how much I'm sorry. And basically, that bitch was just like, okay, so I can my, my forgiveness can be bought. Well, if you can be bought and paid for, we all know what we call that. I got a carrot for, <laughs> <laughs> for each month you were cheating. Along with Kobe, you still got to talk about Tiger. Hello, nobody talks about that anymore. He, everybody that's on TV now is talking about how he's coming back and can he make the cut? He got back surgery, so he feels no pain. Because Tiger wasn't pulling, you know, he wasn't pulling a Weinstein and beating it into a potted plant. He's, they were willing participants with Tiger. Yeah, they were. And on top of it, I think, so, I think there's some of them were gamers, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I've read the text. And that's not. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, sorry about that. That's what I was going to say. I think I think a lot of also what happened was you had guys not in public, not on television or radio, but sitting in the barber shop, sitting at the bar, sitting in the garage, having a few drinks, going, "Yo, did you hear what he said? That one bitch. I can't wait to choke you out and fuck that ass that belongs to me. Yo, he got himself a fucking soldier in the sack. I mean, you know, <laughs> we were like, we were like, nice. You know, well, so I mean. If you're on the fence of black or Asian with Tiger, I mean that would that really made up your mind. You know, as Tiger's black was showing hard during those texts. 
<laughs> I just keep going to the rate this Chappelle show racial draft for shizzle. I always wanted to yeah. say that. You know? <laughs> Meanwhile, we didn't know that motherfucker was in the bedroom, like fucking Wesley Pipes. Yeah. Come here, bitch. <laughs> Take that dick. You know, yeah. just, just slinging, just slinging dick everywhere he went. Shoney Asian from the waist up, but I'm black from the waist down. Take this dick, bitch. Shoney's Waffle House. Just slinging it wherever. The clubhouse, you know, <laughs> on the turn. Didn't care. In between the nines. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and here's the thing. The power of pussy compelled him to win all the masters and championships. Once he took his strange away, even Lindsey Vaughn couldn't get him his groove back. I mean, it's it's just, you, 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 you know, she's got to be a freak too, right? Because we read the text. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So every time I look at Lindsey Vaughn, I'm like, you dirty girl, you dirty yeah. girl. You he, dated Tucker Woods. We know what's up. He's been buried to the base in your butt. You dated, you dated him for a while. So you, you know, what, we know what's up. ATM isn't just something you visit when you need money. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, she's, that's a gamer right there. And God bless those those women. We need more troopers because most women are losers in the bedroom. Oh, we're gonna get me too'd from this segment. No, that's <laughs> it's just the truth. The hotter they are, usually they fuck like a tranquilized mattress. Well, I'm hot. That's all I oh, need absolutely. to do. Absolutely. Oh yeah, for sure, dude. Well, what is the lower you the scale, the more you try. Yeah, you said give me a five who tries hard over a ten and lays there. <laughs> absolutely, dude. All day. Beauty ain't nothing but a click of the light switch away. <laughs> it's the Beauty effort that counts. Beauty is effort. All right. It's bottom line. But no, once again, you're absolutely right. If if the shit if the shit with Tiger had happened had come out now instead of in two thousand nine, it would have been spun to be part of the me too the whole me too times up thing. And there was absolutely nothing Me Too and Time's Up about that. Jesus Christ, he was fucking waffle waitresses, Denny's waitresses, Shoney's waitresses, and porn stars. Basically, Homeboy was putting his dick in whoever said you can house it here. <laughs> Coming to the house, fish stops women. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like, yep, just like Eddie Murphy said, I got friends that fuck anything. They come to my house, the fish don't even swim. <laughs> nope. Yeah, exactly. It, it, but... It's not even been a decade ago, guys. That just shows you how quick shit can change. And it, I think that speaks to social media and how it's permeated every single part of our culture. Because the whole thing is social media driven. Take social media out of Me Too, and Me Too doesn't exist. Not in what we know it Literally, is. Literally, because it was a hashtag. Yeah. I mean, and for years, for fucking years, there was rumors about Harvey Weinstein, you know? I mean, even even in the in the in the beginning of social media, you had the Ben Roethlisberger accusations. If that happened today, Ben Roethlisberger's Ben Roethlisberger actually that kind yeah. of fits him. Ben Roethlisberger's career would be over, and he would be retiring right now with very little fanfare. I guarantee it. They would just quietly go, you know what, Ben? Just. Why don't you go away for like a decade or so? And then we'll retire your number and we'll celebrate, you know, your career accomplishments. But, you know, apparently you like to get rough and 
rugged and raw in a bathroom stall with chicks. So I and we can't have that. We can't take that hit. Uh, small confession. I have no idea what time up is. I only got the meet. You know what? I know what Me Too kind of stands for, but I don't know what that is either. Well, Time's Up is a charity that Oprah started so that regular women can sue their sexual harassers. And hashtag Me Too is, uh, it was a movement started by somebody else, but Alyssa Milano brought attention to it on the Twitter for victims of sexual harassment. So you, you, you type hashtag me too if you were sexually harassed and then yes. you, get to, you, no get to go, you get to go times up if you get to sue them? Well, no, it became the theme. Times up on yada, yada, yada. Times up on sexual harassment. Times up on rape culture. Times up on you, Iceman. <laughs> uh, okay. But no, that's, that's how but now, we now I've turned into Rocky. Sue me for what? <laughs> no, but you know, that's that's how they use it. Oh, they. Hey. Time's up on me. Because I said, hey. Time's up on the whole podcast. Hey, but so only women can use the time up to sue? Yep. Or, or not dudes, because Kevin Spacey was surprisingly the only gay part of this movement so so far. He was like right behind Weinstein. No, because Corey Feldman said that Corey Haim got raped by Charlie Sheen. Oh, that's true. And, uh, oh, shit. Terry Crews says that, uh, what was it, a casting oh, yeah. director or something? That's right, when he told Adam Sandler to check his boy. Yeah, so some somebody that, that is a bigwig in Hollywood who apparently likes their, their men big and black walked up and you know, checked his undercarriage in the middle of a party, and Terry <laughs> Crews is like, look here, little white man. Doesn't get bigger and get- black than Terry Crews. <laughs> get your hand off my dick. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't. Terry's huge. I mean, dude, you have to be the most delusional dude to walk up and think that I should just grab Terry Crews' dick and get away with it. I mean, I, dude. Well, not I, for nothing, but you have to have some set of balls on yourself to do it, too. <laughs> I, I, I'm just grabbing Terry Crews' dick is Mrs. Crews. That's about a line. <laughs> yeah, it's like Marcellus Wallace. <laughs> Marcellus Wallace don't like to be fucked by anyone but Mrs. Wallace. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I'm actually, you know, to fold it back into this whole Louisville thing, I'm kind of shocked that this hasn't, this story has like a wider media. I'm, you know, yeah, I'm kind of because you know it's got all the, it's got sex workers, you know, and exploitation of of women and and objectification of women and power dynamics and sex because, you know, oh, so people at Louisville were paying hookers to have sex with potential players to, to, you know, to sway their, to sway their decision. Yeah. But I mean, he's fired being investigated by the FBI. I mean, how much bigger do you want it to be? I'm no, 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 no. You're missing what I'm saying. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in the wider media in a restaurant bathroom. You could not know who the fuck Tiger Woods was in 2009 in the summer, but by Christmas 2009, everybody knew who Tiger Woods was. That story broke in every fucking corner 
of the media. It wasn't just a sports story. Yeah, but it's because of who he was. Louisville's a pretty big fucking name in, in college basketball. And, and like I said, pair it with the fact that it's sex workers, it's the power dynamics of it, Dude, the objectification like, of women. It's like Alabama or Auburn getting busted. Louis, or Louisville's, that's a big deal in college basketball. Yeah. You know, UNC, Duke, Louisville. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I was, I, was, I was comparing football programs. It'd be like Clemson getting busted. But, you know, hey, I, I guess it's, you know, this article uh, came out, yes, well, the 20th. We're recording this early morning on the 22nd. Uh, so, I mean, I guess give it time. I guess what I'm saying is, just to put a bow on it, don't be shocked if in a week somehow this gets dragged into the Me Too thing and the Time's Up thing. Either that or it's just being overshadowed by the just absolute fucking horrific clusterfuck going on in East Lansing. Because that just seems to be a story made for the mainstream media to, to, to just jump all over, you know. I mean, there's hundreds of victims. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's like, that's... It, 25 it, and, years. And believe me. I only say this because I feel this way about the media. Yes, I believe they're this cynical. With every victim, some producer was like, oh, God. Oh, keep letting them come forward. Oh, this is just going to get better and better. When that father fucking rushed fucking Nasser in court, every fucking producer for every news fucking agency that was there was like, tell me you got that. Tell somebody me came. you got that. Yeah, somebody oh, yeah. came in a newsroom somewhere. Yeah, and if you don't think that's how it is in the news, take it from two people who went to school for this shit, one of whom worked in the fucking industry. Yeah, that's how they think. And, and oh. ran away from it screaming. <laughs> so. I've, I right. said, I'd rather deliver pizzas than do this again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But now well, we're but now we're doing this, but we get to call the shots, bitch. Yeah, exactly. So time's up on your corporate media, motherfucker. Yeah. So hit the donate yeah. button. Corporatemedia.net. <laughs> no time's up on that. All you want with that. Yeah, because you know, shit. We got Iceman on the show. Who knows how many sexual harassment lawsuits if we ever get more than five listeners are that we're facing. <laughs> hey, so be fair. Dead silence on his end. <laughs> He's remembering high school. Fuck. Thanks. <laughs> hey, man, when we were growing up, you know, holding up a boombox outside of a fucking chick's house and playing your, the, you know, y y your song with her was romantic. Now it's stalking. So. Yeah. Now it's time's up on that. Yeah, John Cusack <laughs> would be arrested in 2018. And sued. John Cusack would be in prison right now doing fucking shit pussy stretches. Because <laughs> yeah. he's just uh, too pretty to be in prison. <laughs> so so what's next? And we had a ton uh, of shit. Yeah. I, well, I mean, you got fucking uh, an interesting deal from the aspect of I've heard people say that J.D. Martinez to get five years, $110 million from the Red Sox, 
is basically he's being paid underneath his market value. Uh, he's been on a team that ain't won anything. He went to Arizona to help them out. Did they make the playoffs, or did they, were they a first round? See, no, they were a first round. They were the play-in game, weren't they? And they and they failed. Well, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, hold on, they either here. just missed the playoffs or were a first round flame out. Or like I said, I think they lost game one sixty three. I think they were involved in that. Well, to the people who say that he's being paid underneath his market value, first of all, the man's 30. So he just signed a contract with the Red Sox that's going to pay him until he's 35. The odds that he's going to hit or continue his peak between now and 35 are very slim. So, once again, is this is it, is it, is it really that he's not being paid what he's, what he's worth? I mean, when he came up with Detroit... It was, there was a lot of talk about how old he was, you know, and there was the usual talk of once pitchers make adjustments, we're going to see him come back down to earth. And it just didn't happen to the extent that a lot of people predicted it would. I mean, remember, remember we had these, we had these conversations about fucking Aaron Judge last year. After the all-star break, you know, he, he hit a hell of a slump. And we all were like, are we shocked? We, we all said that, you know. What goes up must come down. Once pitchers get enough film on them and it, they can pick up on his tendencies and make adjustments, then it's up to him to make adjustments. Now, to his credit, he appears to have. Hey, uh, for the record, last year the Diamondbacks did uh, both of what I said. <laughs> they won game 163 and then uh, went down 0-3 in the NLDS. All right. But, <clears throat> excuse me. But he ain't done nothing. What do you mean under his market value? That's just a lot of opinions I've been hearing, and I just I hear that and I I think what what do you think he's worth then? I I mean I I don't think there's any thirty year old player that's going to be worth an A Rod type contract that he signed with uh, the Rangers. I mean I think. One five years that's almost too long in my opinion. I'd have probably asked him. You know, or, or tried to get him to sign a three to maybe four year, three with a with an option. I mean, like, I, you have to play the numbers game. You have to play the odds. The odds are he's going to start declining. Now, the good news is, is that he can play DH. So as long as he keeps hitting, he can have a VMart situation on his hands. But look at the, look at the situation with VMart here in Detroit. We don't even know if he's going to fucking play this season. If he does. The odds of him finishing it aren't very good. He had to have fucking surgery to correct an irregular heartbeat. But, I mean, he was on a tear at 37, 36. Aren't the players threatening to strike because they they said the free agent marquisee wasn't... They were saying there's collusion not to sign free agents at market value. And, I mean, you've had had J.D. Martinez, Hugh Darvish, and Eric Hosmer are are the, 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 I guess, so far... In the offseason, the biggest free agents to sign. Where did Hosmer go? Uh, Padres. Oh, shit. <laughs> wah, wah. I mean, so, I mean, you know, Stanton, that was a trade. That wasn't a signing. He was traded. You know, uh, well, I mean, any, just look at Florida. The fire sale Florida had, they traded away everybody. 
That wasn't a case of a bunch of free agents leaving that team. Florida pulled the Cleveland Cavaliers. Everybody yeah, got to go. You know, and I, I once again, $110 million, five years, okay. Uh, I, you know, I'd really like to know the specifics of his contract. Is it front-loaded? Is it back-loaded? Uh, I mean, if it's front-loaded to where they're paying him more money up front, maybe it's a good deal all around. You know, 30, you're still, in, you're still supposedly in your prime. Is that really his old boss going, hey, come play for me. You got a shot at maybe winning a title, and you can retire here. Uncle Davey going, come here, JD. I I don't know. I mean, that's, that's one of the things is that you have to take into account that, once again, you know, Martinez came up. He was an older-than-average rookie. The Tigers brought him up and basically played him and said, we're going to fucking ride this out. And that was when Dombrowski was still with the team. So it very well may be, hey, I've always believed in this player. He was a diamond in the rough that was overlooked, and I'm going to give him a contract because I think he's worth it. I'm just looking at, I'm just looking at it going, I kind of wonder if this is going to be another one of those Five years from now, Red Sox fans are going to be going, well, what the fuck has he done for us lately? His numbers have been in steady decline for the last two, three, four seasons. They do seem to be taking out the Tigers' garbage here. They got, what, Rick Porcello? Is he still there? I believe so, yeah. Didn't David Price go there? Uh, well, and then, yeah, wore out his welcome. Well, he seems to apparently do that. Maybe do that everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as a very wise man once told me, all your failed relationships have one common thread in them. You. You know, so I think I think David Price needs to have someone fucking pound that into his head a little bit, but that's neither here nor there right now. Um, oh, oh, yeah, I, sorry, I was looking up the, uh, yeah, it is a front-loaded deal, and Martinez can opt out after two years, so that's the terms of the deal. So two years he can go, hey, it's not you, it's me. Yeah, and it being front-loaded, chances are they're going to be paying for him while he's still producing. They're not going to do it with <clears throat> what teams like, you know, the Angels are doing with Pujols and Detroit is doing with Miggy, which is paying them for past performance. Can they just pull the plug on Pujols already? Like, my God, man. Now it's yeah, just ever, sad. Ever since he stopped juicing, he sucks. I mean, that's one of those things that, yeah, that it, there's no concrete proof, but anecdotal evidence, there's, that's quite a case. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, you know who else? Ryan Braun. That's another guy. He's now just a fucking nobody. Yep. He's now just a also ran and stopped taking the juice. You know? I mean, yeah, I, I, I can't argue with it. I mean, if there's that much smoke, there has to be some fire to it, but... And then the other MLB news, yeah, I don't even, I haven't, you, you sent this article today. I haven't even, I haven't had a chance to do much but skim it. But am I understanding this, that there are rumblings in MLB that what they <clears throat> want to do 
to speed up and and basically avoid extra innings is to um, in the in the ninth to allow teams to pick any three players to go up and go to bat. Mm. Sounds insane. I'm going to reread the article. I mean, it says, supposedly, MLB execs have discussed letting teams hit any three hitters they want in the ninth. Uh, And this is from the article. The unbelievably flawed rationale via text, and this is a CBS Sports article, by the way, via text Eisen received was, no other sport has the best players sitting on the bench in the final minutes of the game. Imagine LeBron or Tom Brady or Crosby or Ronaldo watching on the sidelines. And goes on to point out, what if LeBron had fouled out? What if Patriots don't have the ball? Uh, what if there's a shootout in hockey or soccer and the best player in the world only gets one of the five shots instead of all five? What if the game is fixed? Right, Iceman? Predetermined, not fixed. But, I mean, I know this comes on the, on the heels of, didn't they also basically... They're limiting mound visits to, to what, six per game? Yeah, and still no no pitch clock, like like a shot clock version, except for pitchers. I mean, I don't know if you if you have a mound visit, isn't it most of the time the catcher and the pitcher get you know they they have to get their signs in order because there's a runner on second, they don't want to flash the exact same signs, or they're discussing strategy, especially when the whole infield comes in. Okay, what are you gonna do? Well, I'm going to pitch him a sinker away. I'm going to hope he hits into a fucking double play, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody be ready for that. I mean, you're, is, it that, is it that worrisome of, of, a, of, a, of, a, of an issue? I mean, you, it's not like – I mean, I, basically I have to look at it like this. The playoffs, you can – people are going to sit through a playoff game. If you're going to watch a baseball playoff game, you're going to sit through a long one, period. If you're determined to watch it to the end, you're going to do that. doesn't matter how long it is. Um, if we're talking regular season, is it that big of a problem? It's not that big of a problem, Rich. It's more, it's more the same. Every league has done it. They're trying to fix something that ain't broke. All right, people have been watching baseball for many, many moons, many moons. And, I mean, the fans of baseball love the game, period, end of file. You know, there's some, you know, fair-weather fans that are like, is our team in the championship? Well, I ain't watching. Uh, they did it in basketball, football, hockey. They, they've done it across the board, trying to fix something that ain't broke. Leave the fucking thing alone. All right? I mean, quite literally moving the goalpost in football. You have to scoot up to kick the kickoff. I mean, leave the games alone. We've liked them for many, many, many moons. There's no need to change them, but there is, because society says there is. There's, there's, it's taking too long. I got ADD. I can't sit through all of this. Hurry the hell up. Well, I mean, if they're worried about the pace of play and the game's taking so long, uh, I don't know. Why don't you shorten commercial breaks? Oh, because that's right. It's not about pace of play and the game's taking too long. It's about maximizing the money you can make from broadcasting these games. Right. I mean, I, I've i heard more bitching and complaining in the last couple of years on local sports talk about 
the amount of commercial breaks, the length of commercial breaks, and I have about anything else involved in baseball as far as how long a game takes. Like I don't hear your average fan or even your diehard fan calling up and saying, oh my God, I can't believe I have to sit through two and a half to three hour games. I mean, if I drop the money that I'm sure they're charging for decent seats at Comerica Park, even with the shit team they're going to have this year, I would be pissed off if I went to an hour and a half game. I'd be like, what is this microwave bullshit? I pay all this money. You better entertain me for X amount of time. You better drag this out. Yeah, I've never, anytime I've ever been at a a baseball game and it goes to extra innings, I look at it like this, free baseball. And on top of that, if you're a fan, everything becomes magnified. Every pitch matters more. Every ball that that, that flies out into the outfield you know, people get on their feet because, oh, shit, is this going to be a home run? Is this going to be a walk-off hit? Is this going to be, you know, this, that? I don't see a lot of people in the stands going, oh, boy, I wish they'd hurry up. Because if they felt that way, they could just leave. It's not like you're locked in there. Well, the I mean, and that's what I'm saying, though. It, it, they're fixing things that aren't broke. Every sport has done it. And will continue to do it because there's somebody that has a job that says, this will make the sport better. This will gain us more money. Yeah, and I guess I guess the, the 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 hard pill for me to swallow with that is baseball more than almost any other sport really likes to hang its hat on tradition and the uniqueness of the game. The defense controls the ball. There is no clock. The games will go as long as they have to go until they're finished. And it seems like they're trying to make it appeal to people who just aren't interested in those aspects of baseball. Mm-hmm. And if you're not interested in those aspects of baseball, I don't think these changes are going to bring you in. I don't think it's going to make you hop off the, the fence and go, I'm a huge baseball fan now. You know what makes people baseball fans? Good baseball games. Mm-hmm. Two, t- two teams slugging it out going back and forth. Literally, exactly what I was going to say. Good baseball. Good product. Hey, we'll put it in your 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 marketing terms, marketing people. Give them a good product, and you don't have to alter the product. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I've, I think I've told this story on air. I know I've told it to you guys off air separately. You know, 2005, I had season tickets for the Tigers. My my wife at the time could not have cared less about baseball. Then after the see the regular season gets over with, she's glued to the fucking TV. During the playoffs in the World Series, she's watching the, all the games. Called in sick I, 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 to watch one game, and I'm just like, "Where the fuck was all this when we were going to the ballpark?" And she said, "Yeah, but the Tigers sucked. <laughs> These are good teams playing each other. You can cut the tension with a knife, and also the presentation changes. You know, your local Fox affiliate is not going to give you the same presentation of a game." as a nationally televised game. And I think that's where they could fucking do that more. You know, is it a, is it a cheap ploy to, to, to get a, a close-up on the pitcher as he stares into the catchers, you know, to, to home plate, and he's shaking off the catcher and shit? Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's, it's, but that's part, of the, that's part of the tension and the drama in, in baseball. So do that with every game. Instead of these wide shots of pitcher walking around the mound, getting into, you know... Getting into his fucking stance, et cetera, et cetera. 
they know how to they know how to present the game in a in a in a dramatic way that'll suck the average viewer in. They just don't do it every game, you know. And and it doesn't take. De- I don't want to say defiling because that's just too strong of a word to be honest with you. It doesn't take changing the the, the core gameplay to get people interested. No. But ultimately, hey, what do we know, guys? You know, we're not we're not part of. We're not part of the generation that they're they're looking for anymore. They're no. looking to make they're looking to make new fans, and they're looking to bring in fans who have no interest in the game. Well, but see, Richard, I'm telling you, they're they're making the same mistake, and I call it a mistake because with hockey, you know, the two line pass, the goalie in the crease, all the rule changes trying to make it better made a lot of people leave the sport of hockey, and well, in mean, in in football. Does anybody, including the refs, know what a fucking catch is these days? No. It's the same mistake every sport makes trying to appeal to a different audience. You know, well, I mean, it, what, it, what do you what do you do the ninth inning rolls around? You let the manager pick any three players he wants to go up to bat. Now, what happens is if at the end of the ninth inning, the game's still tied. Does he get to continue to pick the players he wants to go up at bat? And if he doesn't, where do they pick back up in the in the in the in the batting rotation? Right. I mean, these are things that it's like you are literally fucking with the DNA of the game, and you're and 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 that if the game was fundamentally flawed and losing money because of it, I could understand fucking with the recipe. But it's not. Baseball is pretty goddamn popular at the moment. I mean, it, you've had. You've had a lot of historical things happen in the last 15 years in the baseball world. The Cubs, the Red Sox went in the World Series. You've had teams that were dead for decades make the World Series multiple times. You know, Cleveland, Detroit. Houston. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so you have the interest. Stop fucking with the recipe. I mean, do we need to, do we need to, do we need to like, kick open a bunch of these executives doors and and find an old can of new coke and make them drink that 30 year old shit and go now do you see why people wanted classic coke back don't fuck with a winner that's what i'm saying they're trying to fix something that ain't broke every league does it will continue to do it and pretty soon we won't recognize these games that we all used to love and i think a lot of baseball we're, we're gonna be like what the hell is this I think a lot of it is because, unfortunately, these are businesses, and businessmen have taken over sports to the point where they they the attitude of if you're not growing, you're dying has been forced into the to the minds of the people who are running these sports. Well, that's like anybody who watched football in the '60s, '70s, and '80s. If they're still alive today, they're looking at the product going, "This is not football. <laughs> Garbage." The garbage, serious garbage. This is like two-hand touch football. How is that a penalty? He tackled him. Well, his helmet, his helmet's supposed to hit him. That's why it's on him, you know? So, I mean, that's that's where we're at now. Well, you know, it, it is, I, I, you know, you did bring up a, a good point, and I'm going to use it to segue into another sport, but it's it's along the same lines. Look at what the, look at what the NHL is doing as far as shooting themselves in the foot by banning the players from playing in the Olympics. Surprise, surprise, surprise. 
Duh. The ratings are down. Less people are watching Olympic hockey. What, you mean no one wants to watch people they've never heard of? Get the fuck out of here. Well, and this flies in the face of the NHL's stated goal to become bigger internationally. This is your chance to showcase your talent to the world. I wonder if the KHL was allowed to play. <sighs> Hold on. I think they were. We're just fact-checking it. But I recall, actually... Did Pavel Datsuk play? Uh, okay, hold on here. The Russia's most prized team, men's hockey, has an opportunity to shine. Without the NHL talent? Okay, yeah, wonderful. I want to hear about the KHL. Okay, hold on a sec. Other countries have found replacements in Russia. Players competing in the Continental Hockey League, the world's second best league. It's centered in Russia, but takes clubs, takes in clubs from Central Europe to Asia. Several countries have drawn heavily from the KHL for the Olympics. Yes, yeah. Canada has 13 players, Sweden has 10, and Finland has 16. So Finland's basically a KHL team. Yeah, because you're only allowed 22. So, I mean, once again, thank you, Batman. I mean, I, even the article talking about it. You know, and they call it a head scratcher. You know, I'm a, it's a decision to ban players from representing their countries during the Olympics was a head scratcher. It flew in the face of the league's agenda to expand to this, the sport's international footprint and force Team USA to build a team from scratch in less than a year. The results were predictable. NBC Sports Chairman Mark Lazarus just confirmed what everyone already knew: the lack of NHL has hurt Olympic hockey viewership. Now, here's an interesting thing to this. What's going to happen when the NHL goes back to the negotiating table with N with NBC? Because NBC's Olympic ratings are taking the hit because the NHL wouldn't let their players play in the Olympics. Oops. So you're already fighting for a national channel to broadcast your sport. And by refusing to let your players play in the Olympics, you're hurting the only channel that would even fucking come to the negotiation table with you. This is classic Batman. This is classic post-1993 NHL. They may possibly get, be told to get fucked at their next wouldn't, negotiations. Wouldn't you, if you were the NBC, if you were an NBC sports executive, or at least go, guess what? You're going to sign a contract, and you have no fucking demands. Pretty much. I, I would fuck them if, if I was to give them a contract for TV. It would be just the lowest in history. You should send in the phrase weak titty bullshit into NBC Sports to see if they will use it at the negotiations. I mean, I you know, at the risk of getting the hashtag Me Too put on me for this, if I was the executive at NBC Sports negotiating with the NHL the next time their contract's up, I would say I'm going to unzip my zipper and you're going to swallow whatever I give you to swallow. And you're going to fucking do it enthusiastically. Or else you'll go back to the fucking Outdoor Life Network, which doesn't even exist anymore. So good luck with anyone who will have you. Because it ain't going to be ESPN. They've already proven that. Regional Fox Sports uh, just got bought out by ABC, by Disney. So even though they say it's not going to affect a lot of regional Fox Sports channels, that's who pretty much carries hockey games in local markets. Yeah, but I mean, you think Disney would uh, 
give them a contract. They own a fucking team. Yeah, but it, Disney also understands that the solutions to problems that didn't exist that 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 Batman and Bunch started, you know, forcing square pegs into round holes in the NHL had a large chunk to do with decline in ratings when ESPN had the NHL contract. And it got to the point, this is no exaggeration, that depending on the team's playing, sometimes reruns of world poker tournaments would beat NHL games, live NHL games. That's not an exaggeration. So, and and, I mean, most of the games were kicked over to ESPN2 on top of it. So, I mean... yeah, but some of the best games I've ever watched was on the Deuce. It's true. Just saying. <laughs> I, I mean, I my house watching the Deuce. I'm saying. Oh, I remember watching them with you. Oh yeah. I I I just don't know that. Once again, I said it last week. This is one of the reasons I have a hard time taking interest in this sport in the day to day process of the sport. I just. I, I I can't watch a sport I used to love continually shoot itself in the foot anymore. You're like the, with the NHL, like I am with football. I just, yeah. leave it alone. Quit it. You're beating it up, and you just you want to cry because it's like this isn't how it's supposed to be. Like that old lady from the commercial. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Leave it alone, you fucking bully. God. I mean, and the irony of them not of the NHL not letting these players play in the Olympics is the Olympics is exactly the type of hockey, the brand of hockey that, that they the want to play. That the NHL <laughs> wants to play. It makes no sense. I mean, it just doesn't. The players want to play. The 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 you're you're going to tell me that the fucking internet, that the national teams don't want the best players in the world on their teams? You're going to tell me that, you, that U.S. and Canada wouldn't stock their teams with players from North America? You're going to tell me that Russia wouldn't love to have fucking players in the NHL? Ovechkin on their fucking team? Really? Really? I mean, to so, <coughs> and to, here's, here's, here's the, the real bitch of the situation. To players not from North America, not raised on North American hockey, players who were raised on the Olympic style, the European style of hockey, it probably means more to them to win Olympic gold than it does to win a Stanley Cup because the Stanley Cup doesn't hold the same place of honor in their minds coming from regions of the world where it just wasn't it, it wasn't the, the, the trophy to win. The pinnacle of hockey. No, the pinnacle of hockey was that gold medal, and hearing your, hearing your national anthem played while you stand on a podium. That the was pinnacle, that was the pinnacle of hockey for them. But the pinnacle of any sport is a gold medal in the Olympics. I don't care if it's winter or summer. The pinnacle is that I'm not the best in this league. I'm the best in this fucking world, yo. And see, that's where I understand where you're coming from, and I get that. But if I had, in a parallel universe, been able to play professional hockey, I would rather win a Stanley Cup than win a gold medal. I'm not saying that I wouldn't have turned down a gold medal, but if it was an either-or situation, uh, give me, me the Stanley Cup. Not me. I, I, I want to know that I'm the best in the fucking world. I don't want to sit in a, in a corner of the world and go, 
well, I'm better than all these chumps. Look at my cup. I, I want to look at everybody across the entire planet and go, ain't one of you motherfuckers good enough to beat us. Yeah, but you also have to remember up until, what, last 10, 15 years, the best players in the entire world were in the NHL, and they were playing in the Olympics. So for them, it was a have their cake and eat it too thing. I'll prove it to you, Rich. In 1980, who won the Stanley Cup? Islanders. They won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah. Islanders were a dynasty in the first part of the 80s. Fucking Wikipedia bastard. We're supposed to know that. Because I can type that quick, right? <laughs> no, I'm just saying <laughs> your fucking your, your knowledge of the NHL compels you. I'm just saying <laughs> your, your Wikipedia of the NHL. Oh, so, so I'm your an first asshole. Day? <laughs> I'm an asshole because <laughs> I know shit. Yes. This right? <laughs> reminds me of that meme that science just a bunch of assholes trying to prove shit. Right, <laughs> but uh. Most people, most people don't know in the 1980 <laughs> NHL year that it was the Islanders, but everybody knows that USA won the gold medal. Oh, I got you. But also at, at that point, the NHL wasn't playing in the, in the, in the, in the Olympics. So what I'm getting at is that the best of both worlds is possible. The NHL can have its cake and eat it too. The players can compete for their country in the Olympics if the NHL allows them to. Right. And then also go win a Stanley Cup. That would be, I mean, if I was a professional hockey player, dude, my dick would grow by like seven inches if I could fucking win a gold medal and a Stanley Cup in the same year. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even wear clothes. I'd just walk around dick swinging. Stanley Cup over one shoulder, gold medal around my neck. Yeah. What's it? Gold, gold medal hanging off the dick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tie a yellow ribbon. I might even trim up down there and give my give my give my, my, my pubic hair some hockey hair, you know. Business in the front, party in the back. His dick's got a mullet. His dick's got a Kentucky waterfall. Look at that. I mean, I it just once again, thank you, NHL, for shooting yourself and the sport in the foot. And for what reason? I'm sure there's owners somewhere going, well, I don't want my best players possibly getting hurt in the Olympics. Yeah, and I understand that. But what's more important, you short-sighted motherfuckers? Save a penny now or make a couple dollars down the road. It's called being penny foolish and or penny smart and dollar foolish. I, I just, I, I can't see the NBA saying that the NBA players can't compete in the Summer Olympics. Can you imagine... The amount of we don't give a fuck if they if, they, if, they, if the NBA said you, no if you play in the NBA you can't play for your country. I mean, it would Someone just someone might it be would, told to be eat a bag of dicks. Yeah, dude, the whole country would go. Who gives a fuck about Olympic basketball? That's why Olympic baseball no longer exists, and we have the World Baseball Classic. Because they were like, no, 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 nobody from the MLB is going to play in the Olympics. And after what? I think it was 88? Baseball said, well, then fuck it. What's the point of playing in the Olympics? And then 
15 years later, the World Baseball Classic started to basically to take the place of that. And that's, that's proved to be a huge fucking event. And not maybe not in North America, but North America isn't the entire world. Right. And that's what that's once again what they're fucking missing out on. Showcasing the best talent in the world, playing the best talent in the world on the world stage. Right. And see that goes back all the way back to your question. Stanley Cup, gold medal. Gold fucking medal. Stanley Cup, great prize. No, Would love no, to have no. one. But gold medal, I'm renowned throughout the fucking planet. Everybody knows me. Really? Who won the gold medal for hockey in the 1984 Olympics? Right. <laughs> exactly. But who won Fucking the Stanley Russians. Cup in 1984? Islanders. <laughs> they were a dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody poke Rich. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, I, it's just funny because I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you who fucking won. <laughs> I don't know who won a gold medal in 84. Why would I know that shit? <laughs> the Russians. Making my point. But I can tell you who won 84. Is exactly. Wayne Gretzky's first cup. <laughs> fucking exactly. Stanley Cup all the way. I understand, but North America doesn't rule the world, right, Rich? Yeah, but you know what? It's a good problem to have if you have to choose between the two. It really is. And I, I'm not saying that in a flippant, cavalier way. I mean, it's like, you know, it, it's it's like the song, More Money, More Problems. Like, oh, all these problems come with all this money. Yeah, but you have money. It's a good problem to have, you know. It, what's worse? More money, more problems? Or, gee, do I kill the cockroach or do I swallow it while it's still alive so it can run down my throat? Hey, by the way, I was right. It's the Russians. <laughs> Can't say I'm shocked. <laughs> All right, well, you know, we've, that's, that's two weeks in a row I managed to shit on the NHL, so let's move from shitting on the NHL to shitting on a specific NHL team and a specific GM. Uh, I got well, damn wonder. sure ain't the Golden Knights. Jesus Christ, those guys. No, it ain't them, and I, I'm starting to wonder if we need to check Ken Holland for signs of having a stroke because he traded Morazic for a fourth-round conditional pick in 2018 draft and like a, a third-round conditional pick in a 2019 draft. Yeah, and I don't know what that was all about. You have to be fucking kidding me. I mean, first of all, he traded within the conference, traded him to the Flyers, all right? So he's in the Eastern Conference. You're going to see him a lot more than you would if, if, if he wasn't. He's a younger goalie than Howard, the goalie he kept. And on top of this, I mean, this is real hockey nerd shit, but when the expansion draft happened and they asked Holland, Ken Holland, Detroit's general manager, why did you protect Howard, Jimmy Howard, but not Peter Morazic? He said, we protected our best goalie. Is that the type of GM you want? I mean, one that's going to basically talk shit about a player who's currently on your roster, who, by the way, you're looking to move. I mean, if I'm trying to sell you my car, I'm not going to tell you how much of a piece of shit it is. I mean, I mean, to quote one of my, you know, icons of my life, it's like, like, zoinks, oh no, Scoob. 
<laughs> Seriously. I, I, at this point, you know, I, I've had a, a few conversations with some, some, some friends of mine who are hockey fans. I have no idea what the fuck is going on with the Red Wings. <laughs> I, I, I don't. It's a Bob Euchre moment. I guess he was thinking, I don't know what the well, fuck, what he, the was fuck he was thinking. Well, yeah, I think the Red Wings have the idea of what's going on with the Red Wings. I mean, even if you just go on social media, I, I've scanned the, the, the post on the Red Wings page. and It's the official page. And there's one guy, when you scan pretty far down, all right, who said, great trade. I'm not going to give the cocksucker the satisfaction of saying his name, so he can go fuck himself if he happens to listen to this, which I highly doubt. But if he does, fuck you, you're an idiot. Great trade. They weren't going to offer him a $4 million tender. He would have been a free agent. They would have received nothing for him. Once Green is traded, there'll be $10 million free free cap space. The team wasn't going to make the playoffs with these guys. Let's get the rebuild going. Yeah, so hold on to the goalie who's costing you six and some change million dollars a year who can't sign Ken Holland's son. Yeah, <laughs> who can't win you but one fucking postseason series since he's been the number one goaltender. I mean, used to be you were judged on your value to the Red Wings organization based on what you did in the postseason. That's why Franzen got a contract and Marion Hossa didn't. Howard's won what? One fucking series in the postseason since he's been number one. That's that's it. And, and, and for those who keep those for those of y'all keeping score, that's since 2010, not including last season when they didn't make the playoffs. So it's 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 Eight years ago. Yeah, I mean, I, it's going to be a rough couple years. For, for Red Wings fans, I, 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 I you know, I, I've hesitated to say it, but I think it's time to say it. I think we're approaching, we're approaching like DEFCON 4, and it might, oh. be a, it might be a decade of the dead things. Dead things 2.0! Yeah. I'm not joking. I don't know what the fuck's going on with Blaschel. He's obviously not a fucking NHL coach. He's great in the AHL. Put him back there. Let him fucking let him let him train up the fucking young guys there. You can't have a fucking minor league hockey team representing an NHL team. It's not going to work. And judging by the attendance at the LCA, even the 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 thin veneer of hey, it's a new fucking place hey, for play has started. Everyone's to wear in the off. restaurants. Well, they ain't in the seats. That's for damn sure. I mean, it's pretty pathetic when they scan the fucking crowd and i'm not talking the late arrivers i'm talking dead nuts middle of the game and i'm seeing a lot of empty seats and i'm hearing stories of people buying fucking nosebleed seats and moving up halfway through the first period that used to be something you did halfway through the third period they all use the bathroom at the same time this is bad timing with camera (laughs) is that the spin (laughs) Well, I I don't know. It's ugly. This trade, I mean, look, I understand that keeping Howard 
you were going to get fucked with the, the contract Howard has one way or the other. But what did you get for fucking Morazic? Conditional draft picks? Chris, you, 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 you fucking read the record off last week. They're playing 500 hockey. That's not good enough to get you in the fucking draft lottery. Double-digit odds of getting that number one overall pick. I mean, it's not even like they can set themselves up and tank. You know what I'm saying? And and, and reap the rewards of that. I just... It, yeah. I don't know. Wow. So ESPN's drop-down menu has the NFL, the NBA, the MLB... Uh, NCAA men's soccer, Pyeongchang 2018, and the NHL is under their dot, dot, dot menu. There you go. That's what they think of you, NHL. And like it or not, I know a lot of people hate the Red Wings who aren't Red Wings fans. That's actually... and I... I bristle when people compare the Red Wings as a franchise to the New York Yankees because I just say, okay, well, you're just ignorant of history because you have to go look at how many cups Montreal has won and how many championships New York Yankees have won. And they go, oh, I'm talking about recent history. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, you're still ignorant of fucking history overall, so sit your ignorant ass down. But the truth is, when the Red Wings are doing well, just like the Yankees, it gives the whole league a bad guy. And it makes for compelling watching. It's just like, I guarantee you as many people will watch LeBron to, to, to watch him lose as to watch him win. Whereas, I don't know outside of Detroit if that was ever the case on the same level as it is with LeBron with a guy like Michael Jordan. I mean, by the time his sixth appearance in the finals came around against the Jazz, wasn't pretty much... Everybody on board with just go ahead and win it, man. Just do it. Pretty much. Even even people even in the Detroit jazz are like passing to him. Yeah, Stockton's like, here, just take this. Yeah, <laughs> what you're going to do, just take it. I'm just going to tell you look like Malone. That's all. Just go. <laughs> well, I don't know. I you know I, I guess I guess if you're going to look at it this way, that you're, you were going to get nothing from Morazic. They weren't going to bring him back, which I think is a. <sighs> Why it got to the point where you couldn't even have the discussion about bringing Morazic back as your goaltender needs to be talked about. And that's just mishandling of the team by Holland. But it is what it is. If he wasn't coming back, there was no chance of signing him. There was no chance of moving Howard. Is this is this, the, is this what we're going through with the Tigers now to where it's like, well, at least we got something for him. Might not be much, but we got something. Well, yeah. But it's also, I think... Attributed to, and I, and I keep saying it, um, Ken Holland was good when Scotty Bowman was there. And he had a blank check. And, and yeah. So, yeah. It, it's not the same now. It's, you know, now now he doesn't have the, the score correction, if you will, of, of someone like Bowman. And you see what he's really made of with his decisions. He did all right with Babcock. Yeah, but once again, a cup with Babcock. I mean, but once again, if we're going to rate the head coaches in our lifetime for the Red Wings, I think we can all agree it goes Bowman Babcock. 
And people forget there was two coaches between Babcock and Bowman. Dave Lewis and who the fuck else? Who else? Oh, no. You're right. There was one coach. It was Dave Lewis, and then they got Babcock. And then Babcock, uh, Babcock's assistant, I can picture him. I can't remember his name. He's now a head coach, and he's had success in the league. So that's where I'm – there you go. There's my Wikipedia knowledge for you. Someone hopped in my head and edited it who had no idea about hockey. So there you go. Uh, but still, I mean, it, what, Jack Demers? Really? No. I mean, he was an entertaining head coach, but – he didn't win anything. I mean, kind of. He was kind of their version of you know Wayne Fonts up until Bowman showed up. Was Bowman after Demers? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then what? Was there anyone before Demers? Well, well we've been sucking air. Yeah, but I can't. I couldn't tell you who who that would be because you're. you're <laughs> <laughs> You're asking me to go go back to like when I was just a fucking child. <laughs> like a baby, an infant. Um oh, let's see here. Demir showed up in eighty six to ninety. And then Ew. Wikipedia's on the case. Am I right? Eighty six to ninety was his tenure with the Oh no, dude, yeah. Yeah. Duh. That's right. Yeah, we forgot about Brian Murray. He was in between Bowman and Demers. So I was like, no, because I was thinking like if we'd had Bowman that long, we'd have been we we'd have come more cups. So Bowman showed up in ninety four, ninety five. That had to be his first season, or was it ninety three, ninety four? Uh, ninety three. Okay. Was Jacques Demers is eighty six, ninety? Brad Park, nineteen eighty five, nineteen eighty six. Harry Neal, nineteen eighty five, nineteen eighty six. Nick Polano, nineteen eighty two to nineteen eighty five. Billy D, 1981-1982. Wayne Maxner, 1980-1982. Ted Lindsay, from 1979-1981. Bobby Crum, from 1977-80. And then Larry Wilson, from 76-77. to 77. If I remember so, correctly, Ted Lindsay was also a, a front office guy. So I think that, that was a, he was literally just an intern head coach when he needed to be. And it sounded like he had a pretty short tenure with the team as is. But if you if you listen to those, how long those players were with those team or with the Red Wings as or players, those coaches were with the Red Wings as coaches, they weren't very fucking long. So that tells you, you know, <laughs> just how much, you know, they were they were fucking what they were doing in the league. Not much. And I also want to mention for our listeners that were listening to Chris read all those coaches that he was reading off the MRI brain scan of Rich. <laughs> A.K.A. Wikipedia of NHL. Mm-hmm. Wait, who the fuck is this Barry Smith? You're right. There were two coaches in B. Be- Wait. Hold on. <laughs> Rich is than the fucking internet, dude. That's how fucking (laughs) in-depth NHL Rich is. (laughs) Oh, Barry Smith coached five games for the Red Wings in 1998 after head coach Scotty Bowman was unable to start the season behind the bench due to a knee injury. All right. Two coaches. He was right. Like, who the fuck is this guy? And Barry Smith is, uh, yeah, I believe the coach I was talking about that went on to coach... uh, 
fuck, I want to say Edmonton. I don't know. I, I, I don't. It's it's late for me. I had three hours sleep last night. <laughs> Ironically, all three hours when we were supposed to be recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny part is, as we're recording and talking about all this with the Olympics and everything, I'm watching women's ho- uh, uh, hockey. Don't the gold care. medal round. We <laughs> <laughs> echo the sentiment of the rest of the country. No, I see that it's going on. Dude, Iceman, I didn't mean to shit on it. No, it's kind of cool to watch. I don't know. They're, they're looking for revenge from last year, they said. The funny part is, there's only two people on the women's hockey team that was there four years ago. Uh, well, um, I mean, I'm the Olympics I'm are... For the joke. Digging for the joke in that. Well, the the Olympics are every four years. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be a turnover at some point. Uh, oh, no, so I don't mind the turnover. I don't mind the turnover a bit. It, it was the, we're tr- going to redeem ourselves from four years ago when we lost two to one to the Canadians. We're going to see them in the gold medal round, and we're going to beat them this time. Bitches, you weren't here four years ago. Nobody cared then. Nobody cares now. Wait, did I say that out loud? How, how are you going to redeem yourself when you weren't even here? Weren't here. It's the team, dummy. Storyline. It's what they do, man. No, but it's just that thing because, you know, when they talk about redeeming themselves with women, I, I think immediately with uh, women's soccer, Judy Foudy and, and Mia Hamm and all those ladies, the bitches were bad. Women's sports expert. Iceman. Okay, I'll take it. But I'll tell you what, those pitches were bad. Uh, all right, well, since we're going to talk about uh, women's sports, let's talk about football. Women's sports. There it is. What, watches the All-Star Games. Basically, I'm saying that they're a bunch of bitches these days compared to 60s, 70s, and 80s. No, and I just shit. hope I never run into a professional football player that heard me say that because he'd stomp the shit out of me. No, he wouldn't. He would t- two-hand touch and go, fall down, bitch. Fall down. <laughs> really? Come on. Two-hand touch, no you're way. down. Malcolm okay. Butler would beat the fuck out of Rich. He would beat the fuck out of all three of us. At Malcolm once. Malcolm Butler would not beat yeah, the shit out of right. anybody. Malcolm Butler's too high to even play. Oh, too soon. Okay, so what, okay, what the fuck was going on? Because the report I'm hearing is that he knew all week he wasn't starting. So if that wasn't a secret, why the fuck would what did was it were people going? What the fuck is going on? Why didn't he play? I mean, the dude played nine, what ninety eight percent, ninety five percent of plays in the regular season, mm-hmm. and and then Super Bowl? No, no, no. We're gonna put you on special teams, and that's it. Really? I mean, yeah, he was a shutdown corner as well. It wasn't like he played, and they were like, "Oh, he'll he's good enough." He was a shutdown corner. It was the premier DB for Patriots, and then the biggest game of the year, you're like, now we don't really need you this time. Huh? <laughs> you're here because of me. What do you, you don't need well, what? They're, they're clinging to the whole it was a football move. That's, That's what Belichick says. And they're sticking to it. Right, because you don't, you don't shit on the Patriots. Well, according to uh, Devin McCourtney, he said the whole team knew. Now... You got uh, 
one Patriots defensive. I'm, I'm reading from the article. It's an ESPN.com article. It says uh, one Patriots defensive starter reiterated to ESPN's Josana Anderson on Monday that he definitely didn't know that Butler wasn't going to play in the Super Bowl. The starter and one teammate previously told Anderson on February 5th that they weren't made aware of the Patriots' plan for Butler. And Oh, and in defensive tackle, Alan Branch said, I didn't know anything, honestly. So, oh, and if he knew prior to the game that Butler wouldn't play, that on our team, gossip doesn't travel, let's just say that. Which doesn't it, doesn't it go back to, who was it to, from the Eagles that said, playing on the Patriots, you, you have to, you have to, there's a culture of fear there. Teddy Bruschi. Like fear of saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, and being shown the door. Was it Teddy? No, it was a, it was a no. Because he said if he had a choice now, yeah. Because he said if he had a choice to win five Super Bowls and constantly be scared of saying or doing the wrong thing with the Patriots, he'd rather win one and have a good time with the Eagles. Was it? I can't remember who it was. Uh, I was it Fletcher Cox? Maybe. But I mean, okay. Well, all right. Let's. So we still don't know exactly why Butler wasn't starting. It's all been rumor and innuendo at this point. But what we do know is he's not staying with the Patriots, right? I saw an article that said he should follow Matt Patricia to the Lions. Yeah, reading my mind. I like it. Come here. Oh, man. Let's go. We'll take you and Revis. Let's make that fucking deal. No, let's not take Revis. It's not 10 years ago. Yeah, but I'm going for name recognition scare. So, no. No, we take out enough teams' garbage. It's over. Reeves should retire. Go to Reeves Island and start drinking and hanging out on the beach, buddy. (laughs) Well, okay, let's be honest here. Uh who are you, are you were you scared of Jerry Rice if you were playing against him when he played for yes. the 49ers? Yes. Were you scared of Jerry Rice if you were playing against him when he was on the Broncos? Yes. No. No. No, he never played for the Broncos. <laughs> exactly. He was an off-season and practice squad guy. So name name recognition striking fear into people's hearts. He's still Jerry Rice. He's just not <laughs> 1985, Jerry Rice. I I feared him when he played in uh, Oakland. (laughs) Dude, Revis went to the Chiefs and didn't do dick. (laughs) Revis is done, dude. He's over. I was I was a Revis support. I was a Revis booster. I loved Revis's heyday, but he's done, man. He's been injured too much. He's old. You know, he's over. Done. He don't do dick. He's like a room full of lesbians. (laughs) <laughs> All he does is suck up payroll and a spot on the IR nowadays. Still, the fact that he he he, he did not report to camp in what was it, 2010, when they had hard knocks and you had a uh, oh shit, who was their head coach in 2010? The Jets. Come on, we always talk about him. Rex Ryan. Rex. Ryan. Yeah, yeah, go. Uh, should be we should be worried that Revis isn't here. I don't know. He's pretty goddamn fucking good. You know? <laughs> I was like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but that was 2010 Revis. 
No, as, I'm absolutely with you. I'm with you, man. That's Reeves Island in its heyday. That's where I was born. Yeah, but it's 2018. Reeves Island has seen better days. You know, it's like Gull Island and Jobby New. It's like Jobby Nooner before everyone had a video camera in their pocket. You know, <laughs> seen better days. That's a Michigan joke. Michigan people get that shit. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> How many how many divorces do you think are filed for the day after Jobby Nooner? <laughs> Especially now that everyone's got a camera in their pocket. Good Baker's dozen. Yeah, at least. At least. But no, man. I mean, once again, this goes back to what the fuck is going on in New England. Whether or not that article was a plant, was somewhat factual, or 100% factual, I can't help but start to see loose threads hanging off the fucking sweater. See, part, a, a, a big part of me sees this article and thinks this is the Patriots being the Patriots. Like, this is the machine being the machine. Like, it may be true, it may not be true. This is just what New England does. I, and I agree with that, but I also think this is the fact that you have so many players. That you have... At least two players in this article who refused to go on the record to make a statement, but then other players go on the record and go against the official fucking story the Patriots released. That kind of tells me that it's like, what's going on there? That's what's got me scratching my head because it just, I, you didn't go against, you never side against the family if you're on the Patriots. All right. <laughs> it is kind of like a mob boss type thing, like the Sopranos up in that motherfucker. It is. That's what I'm saying. And it seems like you're starting to see some frayed ends on the sweater. And, you know, you get enough people pulling on those fucking, those loose threads. I floated this theory before. I floated it again. I think it's the old man. I think I'm it's the old saying, man upstairs. If, if I'm a Patriots guy... In the organization or player shit, I'm peeping out my window for like black cars with black windows and shit. I'm like, <laughs> I got my skate bag all packed up and shit. I think if I'm a Patriot, got a Jerry Jones type of hold on this team. Probably keeps it a little bit more low key. He's getting older. He's getting seen. Dude, he's. I mean, and look, what was it? 2012. Mike Illich picking up the phone. And then being out the vault for Prince Fielder. Yep. You know, I'm sure after that they had a meeting where, like, all right, uh, we got to keep the old man out of the boardroom. You know, <laughs> like, I'm sure this shit's. I'm just saying, my theory is craft. Like, I, I'm. If I'm a Patriots fan, fuck that. Scratch that. If I'm in the Patriots organization. I'm sitting here going, we just lost a Super Bowl where Tom Brady played better than any quarterback statistically has ever played in a Super Bowl. Over 500 fucking yards. And we lost to Nick, a Nick Foles-led offense. Big dick Nick. Because you can't even say that the defense, even by the, the, I don't care how delusional you are, if you, if you say either defense played on the top of at the top of their game that Super Bowl, then brother, pass whatever you're smoking because it, it must be real good. 
500 plus yards. <laughs> yeah, there was no defense. I mean, yeah, I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm starting to see cracks in the armor. Maybe I shouldn't, but I just get the feeling that whatever, whatever intangible thing, culture that kept them all on the same page and they were able to do, to be the machine that chewed up players and spit them out at just the right time. I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm jumping the gun, but I, to me, it seems like, yeah, nah, it's, it's something's not right here. Something's rotten in the state of Denmark. I, I just, I, I have no other way to, to put it. And I mean, I think if Butler follows Patricia, to to Detroit, I would have wood, dude. Iceman, you know you would have wood. <laughs> wood, I'd have been jerking, dog. Rich may, Rich might even have like wood just from being in the area. It's like, hey, I'm a Bucks fan. It doesn't matter. I got my belt <laughs> in the area undone and my fucking zipper down. <laughs> got his Butler belt wrapped around his neck. <laughs> I'm saying, dude. <laughs> I'm going to go out Michael Stipe starting in Michael Stipe. Uh, Michael Hutchins style. Yeah. <laughs> S&M all the way, I'm saying. You know. I, I, I don't know, man. It, it's just to me, the it's Patriots? Not, yeah. It's not a good look. It's the fact that there's so much talk, and the Patriots seem to have, you know, they've operated for so long under the, you know, United States military's World War II policy of loose lips sink ships. It doesn't seem like it's happening anymore, and if it, and if you're right, Chris, and it is coming from fucking Kraft, then that means that Belichick has loosened up his grip on that team. But here's the thing, though. I watched. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen the tale of two bills or whatever the hell that was. It was an interview with. Uh, no, it was a thirty for thirty, wasn't it? I, I don't think it was a thirty for thirty, but it was that type of style. Gotcha. Okay. It was uh, Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells. Yeah. When they when they let Bill Parcells go, it was kind of the same thing that's happening now. Just a bunch of shit talking, a bunch of nonsense happening, and it just it. When I watched that, I'm like, well, damn, that kind of seems like it's happening now to the Patriots. So that tells me that Bill Belichick's wanting to leave, and somehow Robert Kraft has an issue with it. Well, if he's got half a brain cell in his head, he's got an issue with it because how do you follow the best NFL coach in the history of the game? You don't. Uh, you become that guy. <laughs> I mean, the best that they can hope for is a Mike Tomlin type situation, you know? Really, at this point, what they're hoping for is that it becomes like the Steelers, three coaches in 40 years, and they all had success. They all won. That's the best you can hope for. And I don't know if New England can survive the ups and downs that, 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 that has came with sticking with those coaches. Because I, I think New England fans are, are pretty fucking spoiled at this point. And I think it's pretty I, I much in their... This, I'm sorry, go ahead. I have the same question, you know, that I... I guess I've been asking, who, who follows, who can you pick to follow that? Because when he, when you follow Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick was a great follow to that. 
He coached under him. He learned under him. He won with him. He knows everything and, and, and you know, puts his own little twist on it and whatnot. And, I mean, that was a great follow for Bill Parcells, but fucking Belichick let everybody go. Oh, did you, However, did you just hand the reins to Tommy? Here you go, Tom. You just play your coach. Hmm. Well, however, his offensive coordinator did come back. So, yeah, it was all a ruse to just to get, like they didn't like Matt Patricia. It's like, no, you'll both leave, and then you could just come back. Yeah, just tell him you're leaving, but don't really leave. I've also heard other sports outlets say that he's grooming him to groom McDaniels to take over. We said it first, just putting that out there. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then all I do is, if from McDaniel's sake, I hope he doesn't listen to local sports talk or national sports talk because unless he comes in and it, they just keep making the Super Bowl. I mean, since what? The 2001 season, they've went how many times? Eight? Something like that. Brady's won five and lost three, so eight. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's averaging a Super Bowl every, what, three-point-something years? Not even that. Unless they keep that pace up, you know these spoiled-ass fans are going to start fucking getting sour. I mean, we were, we're kind of witnessing it here in Detroit with the Red Wings fans. The difference is, I think, for whatever reason, a lot of Red Wings fans feel still a loyalty to the team, and so they don't really, they just don't talk about the Red Wings. It's like, oh, God. It's every uh, 2.1 years you're going to the Super Bowl through the Patriots. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, at the same time, you can't do that because the Red Wings went to the playoffs 25 years straight. Yeah, but their playoffs are also century, yo. Their playoffs are also half the league goes. You know, that and that's a, that's the difference. Playoffs, not Stanley Cup finals. Finals, Super, yeah, yeah, because Super Bowl is the finals, son. I mean, I guess if you want to make that argument, it's three, four, five. No, wait a minute, four, five, six from two thousand five or ninety five into two thousand nine. They went six times. That's pretty fucking good in a playoff that lasts for two months is the most grueling playoff fucking system in professional sports. And it's basically NHL playoffs. It's a, it's a war of attrition. Who's the more healthy at the end of the, at the end of the fucking, you know, the end of the last game. Cause mm-hmm. couple, couple star players go down God forbid your your fucking goalie who got hot gets injured. It's over with. Ask Buffalo about that. I mean, they had Hasek all those years. Made it to one final. That's it. Dude, I mean, ten years ago, Ryan Miller was the man. Now he is the broken down man. Uh, getting jiggy with Jaguar. Where the fuck's he? You know, he was supposed to be like you know the 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 second coming of Patrick Waugh. Waugh. You know, he's gone. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I'm just seeing a lot of cracks in the armor. And once again, I think the Patriots make an amazing villain for the NFL and for most NFL fans. Uh, they've earned it. I just, 
I don't know. I, I can't see their fan base just backing off and going, oh, okay, well, you know, Belichick's getting long in the tooth, and Brady's got a few more years left, and then we're just going to have to understand that we're going to have to rebuild because our, our, our window's slamming shut on us. I just don't see that happening. I don't see him going quietly into that, into that good night, you know what I'm saying? Tom Brady's going to play until he's 75 years old. But... Well, the last story that I got is, Jesus Christ, uh, speaking of delusional, Doug Martin, Doug, yeah. Doug, Doug, Doug. Ice I Man, believe, if you say it, I will slap you. You I don't need that, a running game that bad. I believe the best football is ahead of me. Yeah. Six years with Tampa Bay Bucks. They cut him on Tuesday. Ah, and he's out here saying, today's bittersweet. I hate to leave my teammates when there's still work to be done, but respect the organization's decision. I'm in the best shape of my life physically and mentally. My best football is ahead of me. I look forward to the next stage of my career while wishing everyone in Tampa Bay the very best. Get that pipe, son. Let me, let me get what you're smoking, Doug Martin. Because you've been with that team for six years. You only had two good seasons. I can't even argue with that, man. Those are I, not I good odds. You know, I, I mm. you're a running back. It's the shortest position as far as career goes. But, I mean, what are the odds he's not going to be drug tested or hurt again? Seems to be that that's the only way that you can keep him on the field. <laughs> crack is signing bonus. <laughs> I don't know. Is crack a performance enhancing drug? At this point, give him some flocka and let him go out there and run. Come to Detroit. We got the biggest rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 50 rock. Here you go. What am I going to smoke that out of? <laughs> don't worry. We got a piece oh. of two inch pipe. <laughs> this. Oh, my God. I'm so scared, though, because this so this so reeks of a lion's move. Hey, we did Doug Martin, everybody. And I would just hang my head and shake it. Well, here's, taking here's, out other teams' garbage. Here you go, though, because if we're changing the direction of the Lions and we're changing the regime and the thought process with Matt Patricia and the new GM and those two back together, yada, 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 then Doug Martin isn't coming here. Revis isn't coming here. Butler will be here. Otherwise, it's the same old shit. You know, for for both of y'all's sake, I hope it isn't, you know, on a Monday. Lion sign, Malcolm Butler. Yay! On Tuesday, Lion sign, Doug Martin. Well, fuck. <laughs> we suck again. No. <laughs> oh, no, we suck again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, look, isn't it time that the Lions just accept the fact that if they're going to try to get a running game, they have to roll the dice and draft a running back higher than the league's mentality says you draft one these days, and they're just going to have to roll the dice? Well, here's the thing. With the way... They've been drafting, and the people they've been getting, it's great and all, but uh, I would love to see 
Matt Patricia trade up and get Barkley. We need him so very badly. Move up, get Penn State's running back, give us a chance. But once again, that's not on him. We didn't, that's, we didn't do that bad, man. That's, that's not on him. That's on uh, Brain Fart. Who's the GM? Quinn. Thank you. That's, that's, that's on Quinn to fucking make that trade. And that's not a very Patriots-type move. It's no, not a very... Patriots. But the Patriots relied on Belichick. Patriots not relied on sh- shrewd drafting. And if they're trying to bring the, that Patriot mentality, that Patriot culture to the Lions, to me, one of the biggest parts of that, that Patriot culture is shrewd drafting and knowing when to cut ties with players. I mean, once again, that's why I say there's, I'm seeing cracks in the armor. Two players they cut just beat them in the Super Bowl. That never used to happen with the Patriots. When the Patriot when the Patriots cut a player or let a player go or didn't resign a player, it was oh shit, his career's over. It was just go get a payday at that point for him. You knew he wasn't going to be fucking holding up the Lombardi Trophy ever again. Now they said goodbye to two players. Those two players came back and were fucking dancing while they're crying on the sidelines at the end of the season. I mean. Two-time Super Bowl-winning running back Legarrette Blunt. I still cannot fucking believe that, man. But yeah, there you go. You know, another former that guy has two Super Bowl rings. Get the fuck out of here! From two different teams, back to back. But yeah, I Doug Martin. He's getting paid for the rest of his career. That's what that means. Unlike Doug Martin. Doug Martin, I you know I look when he played well, he was fun to watch. He's great to he's great to have on your team in Madden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I but you know then again, I I I won the rushing title and fucking sent Legarrette Blount to the Hall of Fame in Madden. So you know, in real life, he's like three Super Bowl wins total in his career behind where I had him when he retired. So. <laughs> But, yeah, I. It, 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 that's one of those things. It's like, dude, just accept that your career is, is done. Let's be honest. Get your payday. Play whatever role that whatever team is willing to pay you, ask you to play, and look for your opening. But if he's walking around saying he believes his best football is ahead of him, I'm going to have to put him in the your fucking delusional camp. And guys who are in that camp never do what I just said. You and Johnny Manziel can have a crazy party together. Mr. I'm bipolar. Yeah, by the way, that's a, it's a hell of a way to try to shop your way around back into the fucking NFL. Hey, no, it's okay, guys. I'm just crazy. Because <laughs> we know if anything the NFL loves in its backup quarterbacks is mental illness and drama. You know, but especially you mix those two. That's two great tastes to taste great together to the NFL. That's music to their ears. Well, put Johnny on the Patriots. He they come out to the crazy train. Nah, man. Fuck. Okay, okay. I wouldn't be allowed to carry the jock straps. The Patriots organization. If they signed him right now, you think he'd even make it past OTAs? Fuck no. Right? Like, yeah, I don't even think he'd make it to fucking preseason. They'd just be like, what the fuck did we do? Who is, who is, Belichick, you dipping into the wife's fucking pills when you made this signing? What the fuck's wrong with you? No, Massachusetts got that legal weed now. 
Oh, there, there you go. That's why the, that's why the Patriots are falling apart. Belichick's like, shit. Hey, have you hit this shatter yet? This shit's yeah, going right. deaf. <laughs> no, check this shit out, dude. We bench Malcolm Butler for the Super Bowl. No one will see that shit coming, man. Hey, you know who we get to replace Garrett Blunt? Doug Martin. We're going to get yeah. Muscle Hamster. <laughs> you ever seen Muscle Hamster run? Yeah. You ever seen him run? Uh, on weed. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, didn't Tampa Bay just do that? Do what? Didn't they replace the Garrett Blunt with Muscle Hamster? Yeah, but still, Martin had an upside when they did that. <laughs> no it's one saw this coming with Garrett Blunt. Come on, man. That that dude was a walking disaster area from college onward. It's only been the last two years he's made himself fucking a name. Let's be honest here. It's true. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do a callback from like way back at the beginning of the show, dude. If you're not watching Olympic hockey, you're missing out on a great fucking show. What? You didn't even bring that up. Talk about this show or like yes, last week's show. This show. When we were talking about the ratings dropping because the NHL dude, wasn't that, allowed to play. That was at the beginning. That was like. Two or three segments ago. I'm just saying. You're missing beginning out of the show. show. Like, well, I take notes. It's like we talk about Daytona 500, like at the beginning of the show. Uh, okay, stats. Two segments ago. <laughs> you're calling back to like 20 minutes ago. Relax. You're missing a hell of a show. I'm just saying, man. Pesky facts. Getting in the way yeah. of my fucking bullshit story I'm trying to make up here. Confusing the note taker. My partial so, score updates. Yeah. So on that note, <laughs> Let's end this train wreck. It's not really a train wreck. It's getting train wrecky now. But hey, man, hit us up on the Twitter at Sporgy Podcast. You can always email the show, Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. Go to ChristopherMedia.net. Hit the leave a review button right at the top of the page. It takes you to the Christopher Media page and Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever the fuck you're supposed to call it. And you can leave a review, rate us there. And then, yeah. Tell a friend if you like it, because tell this shit grows. Uh, so with that being said, we'll catch you next week. All right, later, guys. Peace out, y'all. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.